Well, it is episode 99 of Hotline League, everyone. We're one episode away from episode 100. Been working on securing some top-tier guests for that show. But guess what just happened, guys? World Finals. Did you miss it? Because if you blinked, you could have. That's, that's how quickly the finals went. We're going to talk about those. And then the other big thing that's happening, uh, of course, this week are all the rumors that are starting to break in North America. I'll tell you some of the stuff that I've heard and uh, obviously some of the stuff that's already out there. We'll get your takes on that. First, I want to give a shout out to our sponsors, Alienware, as well as Movement uh, for sponsoring the show. And then, of course, this week I'm joined by Mark Zimmerman. Mark? Yes. How are you doing? Good. I'm great. Um, I was social last week. It was incredible. You and I got lunch. And then I went over to Hotshot and uh, Josh's. We got brunch too. To, we got oh shit, that's right. We got brunch too. And I went over to Josh's and and Hotshot's house for finals. So like, I left my house three different times for social reasons. It's incredible. How was that that viewing party? Because I, whenever I thought that finals or the opening ceremony started at three, I was like, I will go. I'll just stay up and then go. And then I found out that it started at four. And I was like, I'm going to sleep and wake up at four and watch from my bed. You boomed out. Did I miss? Was it amazing? Was the party amazing? Oh, I got there at uh, 345. Okay. <laughs> so I got there just to watch. Was it fun um, watching with everyone, though? Because, like, it was not... The series was... Uh, It was... So I, I really like... You know Sojin? Yeah. Matt? So he was there. He was the academy head coach for CLG, and he was there with Wigley. And I watched the first game with them, and then they boomed out. Uh, there was a lot of people booming. Everyone was falling asleep. Uh, so by the end of the night, I would say like seven people were maybe up and watching. By the, but probably by like game two, even it was just like seven of us. But it was still really fun. Yeah, I was excited uh, to watch it, and then I became less excited as things went on. Uh, I don't know. Uh, uh, anyway, so we'll get into the finals in a second, but just, so you did that. I've been playing Death Stranding, which Ooh, is... Is it a walking simulator? It is a walking simulator. I can confirm that. I'm about 10 or 12 hours in. I've been streaming it, uh, although I've been playing some off-stream today. And... Do you... What? Sorry, you go. No. I have yeah. follow-up questions, but you go first. Follow-up questions, go. Are you having fun with the game portions... And are you enjoying the experience? Yes. So we're going to do no spoilers because I know you might play it. Obviously, the people that are watching this might play it. But uh, I have been enjoying the game. I, I would mean, not recommend it to everybody. The way play. it... What's that? Been like, are you enjoying the gameplay? Or yes. are you just enjoying, like, when you get to... When you finally make it across the mountainside, you get to do something cool? Yes. Yes, I have been enjoying the gameplay. Uh, the way I describe it on my stream when people ask me if I've been enjoying it is, like... I, I've been enjoying it. I would not recommend it to everyone, though. So, for instance, you know, obviously, my, my closest friends are, are Kelby and Peter. Kelby 100% would recommend it to. Peter would never recommend it to. Because I it's, was going to guess. Yeah, it is, it, is, it is pretty slow. I mean, there's, like, some cool action points, but you need a lot of patience, and you need to be able to, like, it's a great game to stream, actually, because there's a bunch of downtime. So you just, like, hang out, you know talking to the chat uh, while you're climbing somewhere so so it's either a streaming game or a pothead game i i would not yeah sure let's just go with that um regard, regardless 
so that's what, what I've been up to. And then obviously watch the final. So let's, okay. So for those of you that are tuning in, we talked about this a little bit at the start of the stream, but, um, for those that are watching on the VOD, the way we're going to structure this show is we're going to talk about finals for maybe the next 30 minutes or so. And <laughs> we'll take some calls and then we will, because obviously we're not going to just ignore world finals. We did that last week and a lot of people got upset. Um, uh, and, and so we're going to do that. And then, so we'll take a couple calls about that and then we're going to reset. I'm going to give everybody like the lowdown on the rumors I've been hearing. Mark and I are going to talk about them. Obviously there's some stuff that's already out there. I think I've got some updates to some existing rumors and then we're going to take some calls. Then we're going to get your live reactions chat to some of the news that comes out. Anyway. Thoughts on finals, Mark. Let's start with opening ceremony. What did you um, think? Well, I thought the the effects and the display and the overall opening ceremony was fucking incredible. I thought it was really, really, really cool. Um, I will say a lot of the music that they had for this year's world was not my cup of tea. Not like I like K-pop either. Don't get me wrong. Um, but I just felt like that. So you don't like music better. in general or anything in general. Well, I love music. I just have a, a pretty strong niche, and I'm tolerant of other types of music. Um, and so, like, I actually really like, like, really, like, aggro rap. I like very aggressive rap, and, like, the first verse kind of had that, and then the rest of the song was just kind of meh. So I didn't really like the True Damage song. I didn't really like Phoenix uh, ever since it came out. It felt a little slow to me. So the the whole thing was kind of like, eh. So, uh, oh, go ahead. So I was just going to say, like, the visuals were dope. I loved all of them. I liked the, the rap verses. And then, yeah, I like, like, 90s rap for people who are wondering. Like, I like actual gangster rap. And, and yes, I am also a, a hardcore slash screamo fan. So, like, I, I have a pretty strong subgenre of stuff I like. So it's just, like, needless to say, Rise was a lot closer to what I like than Phoenix was. Uh, right. So I, I liked last year's music more, but this year's ceremony was way better. Twitch uh, is just spamming OK Boomer right now. <laughs> Dude, My Chemical Romance coming back? Oh, oh boy. Anyway. I'm not going to pay for that shit, but I'm glad to hear it. I really liked the... Um, wait, why am I forgetting the name? Uh, the song from the season... Damage? No, no. Awaken. Awaken, yes. So I thought that was super cool. One of the thoughts I had, and I, you know, I, it would be kind of fun to interview her about this... So I looked up Valerie Broussard, who's the woman who sings that and mm -hmm. like no disrespect to her, but she has like 2000 Twitter followers. She's not a very well-known artist. And the thing that I thought about is like, it must be insane. And there were several other artists up there that have like smaller followings. It must be insane for those people to go experience essentially like a Super Bowl style show. Yeah. And like you walk out and you're singing and you probably don't ever get arenas like this. I mean, maybe they'll blow up, you know, and, and they'll get that. But like, that must be insane as an artist to have that kind of experience. So yeah, I and thought that she, was super cool. Good. I actually liked her performance the most from like a, like vocal, like when she, I also like the idea of trying to make her look like Camille walking out that alleyway yeah. from a music video. Yes. It didn't quite land, but I loved the idea of it where they try to get the same silhouette with her shoulders compared to the legs. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was cool. And then, uh, I, yeah, true damage, just, uh, that the song is not my giants is not really my cup of tea. I was still fun. And man, the visuals of like, like echo walking around upside and down and all. And shit. Yeah. Like there was some crazy stuff. And then, um, 
the they did such a good job with the Louis Vuitton case. Like, oh I, when, yeah. Whenever I heard it, it was cool that like you know for the hype around the Louis Vuitton trophy case for me was originally just around like Louis Vuitton, but then I think after seeing the different ways in which they've done it, like I tweeted about this. I don't know. It's it's easy to miss it, but the moment whenever the the case is opening. They actually have, because all those panels have screens on them, right? Different, like the, the trophy lifting ceremonies from different worlds. Like they had like the 2013, you know, first time faker trophy lift and all that stuff on one of the panels. And I just mm. thought that was so cool. Um, and then the the Phoenix song, actually, I, I liked it. I liked it maybe a little bit more than you did. Um, I, I've not, it's definitely not lower on my list of world songs, but... I thought the performance was super cool and uh, I thought that like it seemed way better in this style of for like because of all the visuals it made the song seem a little bit more hype than it does on yeah. YouTube for instance. I did like it more uh, in that setting than I did when I watched it and that's with me loving the video by the way of Phoenix. I fucking love the video of Phoenix. Yeah. The only thing I will say so I was not there in person uh, but I've got two takes on like the visuals of it. One I think and this is I I think it is a a the fact that they were in I believe like a 15,000 person arena compared to last year's and and the bird's nest arenas I think it felt less dramatic cuz like last year I was just thinking about like whenever they had the platforms rise up with the teams and they're like moving over and meeting each other and you've got these like grand shots of like the giant trophy with the like KDA uh, artists like dancing in front of it and then the the dragon like flying into the arena I think it just it's hard to match the kind of grand looks that you can get from a giant fucking outdoor arena uh, with yeah. like the smaller indoor arena yeah I definitely can agree with that like the sweeping shots where you see how large the scale is that they've had for the last couple of years was missing but honestly I liked the execution of the other stuff even more yeah. And so. then the other thing I was going to say on it is a little disappointed because uh, my understanding from, and I was worried about this watching it. And then I talked to some people that were there. And if you were sitting in one side of it, like it's kind of like a football field, right? Where like, if you're mm -hmm. sitting on the sides, it looked great. But I think there were some people, I, I talked to some people who sat on the ends and basically couldn't see shit. And I think because they didn't want to like fuck up the lighting, they didn't have any like screens for those people to see the well it's what it was looking like so just with how the hologram technology works from my understanding it's very similar if not outright the same as what they use for vocaloid concerts you know like miku yeah you know what i'm talking about yeah yeah, um, that anime usually, shit yeah. yeah yeah but usually when you do those you have a stage and like kind of that like half circle audience right uh or you do it like in yeah you don't do uh, it in the round yeah you don't do it in round audiences because like you're saying these these side angles start looking a little weird and stuff like that so uh i can understand like i mean either, either you don't do it and you do another ceremony or you just kind of bite the bullet and for how many more people watch online i'm sorry in-person spectators you get to enjoy literally every other part of the, the show just fine but like well the only if, thing if, is last year for instance like those ar kda dancers were you couldn't see those at all if you were in the arena obviously yep. right but yep. at least you could see them on the giant screens in the background whereas my understanding was if you're sitting on the edge of the arena 
there weren't even like screens or displays or anything for you to understand what was happening, which I think is too bad. Oh, well, that's just, well, then how could they see the games? Or were those monitors just not showing the opening ceremony? Yeah, I think those monitors were not showing the opening ceremony or they were being used to like project, like they were extensions of the main monitor. So, uh, oh, well, that sucks, but. Avali says, I think the screens broke for the opening ceremony. I don't know. Anyway, yeah. whatever. So that's enough about the opening ceremony. Yeah, who gives a fuck? Let's talk about the games, dude. Yes, the highlight of the world final. Well, Travis, you hate Europe, so this should be a moment for you to rejoice, correct? Uh, so, as always, I will repeat what I've been repeating for weeks now. I don't hate G2. I wanted them to win. I like the players a lot. YouTube... Like, G2 fans in the YouTube comments are like, you must be so happy. You got what you wanted. Let's just be honest. We all know you were rooting against them. I'm like, no, no. Go back and look at any fucking show. I don't know how this got, uh, pep, pep, yeah. What's the word I'm looking Perpetuated. for? Perpetuated. It's because you didn't think they were the favorites coming into the tournament. Yes. And so then people somehow took, like, I didn't think they were the favorites. Or sorry, it's not even, I don't even, I said they were one of the favorites. I just wasn't willing to say they were undisputedly the best. And then people took it to be this big thing. So anyway, I'm just happy that, one, I'm just happy finals are done because hopefully that shit goes away. Uh, but two, yeah, I mean, it super disappointing finals and I'm sad that it went this way. And, uh, you know, obviously I would have preferred for them to win other than having China win again. I think it would have been fun if we had Korea, China... And then EU and the joke I made on Twitter is then NA wins next year. But, uh, you know, I think it's disappointing. And I think the game, like, way in which they lost was incredibly disappointing. It was very funny to see the EU broadcasters all acting like an apocalypse had occurred, you know, like as if, <laughs> as if LAC had been wiped from the map and it's like, oh, I'm so sorry. Uh, you know, yeah, I, I feel for them because I know they got super into it, but I think a lot of, I don't know. I don't, I don't want to say anything else. I just... I, yeah. It's going to be okay. That's what you want to say. I mean, I guess it was as funny as an NA guy to see the reactions to them not winning finals because I'm just like, guys. We would like to make it. Yeah, like, this is how this shit happens. Sorry, guys. It's like sometimes you can't win them all. Uh, Yeah. And and, in G2's case, that is super true because they made it all the way to the end and then couldn't win the final one, right? Like, you know, uh, I just... It's yeah. so funny. I mean, I'll be honest. I really like G2. I like their players a lot. I like the their organization. Seeing Carlos's video today where he put on the clown shit while like talking about how G2 is going to win was so fucking funny. Yeah. And like I love their the players. And there's a good portion of the the G2 fans here actually really cool and funny uh who I really like, but then on Reddit following the SKT series, like seeing the backlash that analysts got for stating the obvious and how they somehow like warped that concoction of like oh we lost early games and lost barons no we wanted that to happen and then to see them lose early games versus fpx and kind of get stomped i won't lie it tickled the very spiteful bone in my body that was like this is what we were talking about fans you god damn it like this is what we were saying 
Yeah. So I mean, yeah, actually, uh, that's, like that's the, that's the only part of it I enjoyed. Um, I wish the games were more, were more competitive. I wanted G2 to win. I predicted them to win. I predicted, I said, if G2 doesn't win, it will be because they don't have a consistently strong early game, and FPX is the best early game team in the world, and they're the fastest early game team in the world, and they're the most bloody, so they're good at forcing fights, and they have the highest combined kills per minute. Or the, yeah, the highest combined kills per minute and the second highest kills to death ratio, which means they're not just like crazy fighters, whereas G2 actually had a pretty low kills to death ratio despite having a high combined kills per minute. So like... It was like the writing's on the wall. G2 needs to play better in the early game. I thought they would, and then they didn't. And then people, you know, like that was the only part I enjoyed was just like, hey guys, that thing that we pointed out as a weakness really was a weakness. I think that's, that's it. To your point, it is like it is super annoying when like I wanted G2 to win. The only reason I didn't want them to win was because of how obnoxious like certain G2 fans are where they're just like, how fucking dare you consider that the idea that these guys aren't perfect, you know? And so it's like to see them brought down, I think is like that. That's the ironic thing is that all, the people who were like, you fucking hate G2, you want them to lose. I'm like, well, I didn't before, but now that you're being such a dick to me, like I, I kind of do. Um, but no, I mean, obviously I, I didn't want like, them to lose. It's not even like I, I, I dislike when people agree with me. It was just like they, like I tweeted out that when t the amount of times that teams won Baron or won a game after losing a Baron and not securing their own was zero and 56 before the SKT series. And I was like, and then G2 managed to do that twice in that series to win games without securing a Baron against the team who did. And I was like, that's an anomaly. That's crazy. It's, it's like, you know, they deserve a lot of credit for that, but it's not optimal. I don't think G2 intentionally wants to lose or trade Barons. I think they're just making the most of situations because they're smart and people are like, no, that was how you, that's how people should be playing the game. G2 has cracked the meta. They have figured it out. And I was like, I don't, I don't know, man. So all I'll say is that was the only part that I enjoyed. Oh, I will. I'm lying. I actually really like Doin B and, and the whole FPX storyline as well. So I didn't yeah. feel bad because at least we got like a really cool new story as like if, if SKT won again, I'd be fucking bummed. As much as I like Faker, like... I don't know. I think I would have preferred an SKT. I mean, I don't want to spend too much time on this because I think we talked about it on a previous yeah. show where I said I, I thought FPX was the most boring storyline from semis. Uh, like any of the other teams in the finals Doin would have been wife, more exciting. Though. I know. I like Doin B and his wife. Yes, it's cute. Like, <laughs> but I think G2 winning would have been more interesting. I think yes, SKT yes. or IG... Like, SKT coming back to life after, like, no. dying and... And IG uh, having like the back-to-back -back win, I think would have been cool. So, well, let's uh, let's talk. Take some calls. Uh, unless, actually, one last question for you, Mark. G two losing. Yeah. Did, was it because they underperformed and choked? We have we have a caller about that. Okay. Because that was that was another big topic. You've already pulled somebody. Okay. Yep. Uh, great. Well, uh, do you want to explain how the show works? Yeah, so if you guys have never seen the show before, the way that we do this is it is a live call-in show, so you're going to be able to come into this Discord. Oops, I can't type my keyboard. Um, you can go ahead and join that. I can't spam that as quickly. Your bot doesn't like it. Uh, go ahead and join the Discord. There's pleb calls and pleb calls too. Um, when you get in here, you want to join one of the voice channels, and then the pleb topics channel, you're going to post your take. Now, we will for this show only be pulling for finals at first then we're going to do another quick section on rumors travis has heard and he's going to leak some stuff 
or he's going to drop some gaffies, gaffers, I don't know. And mm. then we'll take more calls on those. So uh, please, if you have a take about the other stuff, just hold on to it for a bit. And I, I promise we'll get around to them. Just for now, we're, we're talking about finals. Uh, if you are a sub, by the way, be sure to, first off, thank you. Be sure to join the sub topics chat on Discord and put your, some of your topics there because Mark and I like to pull from that as well. And it moves a little slower, so it does give you a bit of a better chance. As Mark is uh, pulling, folks, I want to give a shout out to some recent subs. By the way, thank you so much for everyone who has been subbing. That's been super appreciated. Girlish Menace, Andy3241, RealFoxy1, State Farm Analyst, Free Vanilla, Ebcleave321, Observer2018, Zerolicious, Nimad23, Aru Waddle, The Valid, Krusty Crustacean, Cool for Joe, Shiny Bisharp1, Sharp Suo, Habs2099, and LT Shiny Sides. I think we might. Let's see, is Mark back yet? He is back. Yeah, dude. Jay. Turn your, turn your Discord sounds on. I you Hello. whenever you're streaming there turned off. Jay, uh, welcome to the show. What? Thank you very where much. Are you, where are you calling from? I am from Kingston, Ontario. Kingston, Ontario, Canada. Yes, I assume. that is correct. Okay. Well, how's it going in Kingston? Uh, we got our first snowfall, and uh, I can't rollerblade to work anymore, so that sucks. I'm sorry, but uh, I hear that a true. That's <laughs> no, nice. That's nice. It's been going well. A true tragedy. What uh, What do you want to talk about on the show? Uh, so my take was that while G2 did underperform, uh, I believe that even at their best, uh, FPX had a strong chance of beating them. Sorry, so you're, you're saying G2 underperformed, but it, in a sense it didn't it did. matter because you feel like FPX was stronger. Yes. So you're okay. saying it would have been like a 3-1 or a 3-2 potentially if, if G2 was playing up to par. My original uh, my original prediction was that if it went to five games, uh, I thought G2 would clutch it out. But that if FPX... I thought FPX had a higher chance of winning and that it would be either 3-0 or 3-1. Okay, so... For me, there's there's two takes in here combined, which is, did they underperform? And if yes, you know, mm, right. what, what what would be the, the the ceiling that they're aiming for? Um, I was one of the people who tweeted that I don't think they underperform, and oh. I wonder, uh, you know, what if you could, you know, I don't need you to if you don't have one, that's fine. Do you have like a definition of like what underperforming? looks like to you or like what would qualify as as an underperformance mm. i it's a bit hard to elaborate because uh i think it's more just like looking at uh players overall uh their average performance and uh if compared to the players on the other side of the rift uh they meet, exceed, or at least are around that average. And if yeah. they're far below that average performance, uh, to me, it seems more of an underperformance. Sure. I think that's that's a pretty fair uh, way to put it. Another way that the way I think about it is an underperformance is when something didn't happen according to expectations, uh, 
heading into the event and looking at it in retrospect, I still wouldn't think should have happened uh, mm-hmm. or wouldn't happen again. Right. So yeah, I can agree with that. Yeah. And it doesn't, it doesn't have to mean a specific, like, Oh, they would have won. It could be like, you're saying, you know, more discreet things like this player's performance wasn't quite as well, or this thing happened in the series. And so when I look at it, you know, and I start looking for specifics, like real specifics of what happened that didn't go according to some expectation that I had, which obviously they didn't because I predicted G2 to the win. But then looking in hindsight, you know, would I expect them to go differently again? And that's where I start having a big problem because a lot of the specific scenarios I don't think would have gone different. Um, mm-hmm. So. I don't know if there's any that jump out to you as like, this is an area I think that they definitely underperformed on, like specifically this. Uh, before I go into that, because I don't, uh, I'd like to think a bit more about what specific sure. areas and underperformance. And, and I, I have some I'd like too, to. So. I'd like to, sorry to interrupt. You're I'd good. like to bring up something that people seem to think is an underperformance, but... Uh, to me, I believe, was more of an expose of G2's weaknesses, and that was uh, their early game in uh, reference to Yankos. Mm-hmm. Uh, going into Worlds, for me, uh, I expected Yankos... I didn't think Yankos was as good as a lot of people said, but I didn't think he was that bad by any means. Like He's clearly the best jungler in EU since uh, G2 have been kind of like... It's been a stomping ground. Uh, but w- looking at their games, consistently losing to SKT in early game, consistently losing early game to FPX, uh, to me, it really just looked like Yankos kind of got, wasn't able to keep up. And uh, rather than an underperformance, I thought that was just kind of an expose. Right, and I actually completely agree with you. If you look at G2's pain points over the course of the year and the places that they struggled, at MSI, it was early games versus IG and even Feng Vu Buffalo, right? And those are best mm-hmm. of ones that people kind of wrote them off. And then they slammed, you know, TL, which a lot of people don't consider a great early game team. Yeah. Uh, and then in group stage, they struggled versus C9. Uh, Mickey and Yankos traded off games of kind of having happy games. Uh Wonder as well got taken advantage of versus C9. Happened a little bit versus HKA. Griffin nearly perfect game them. Um, you know, a lot of the times that they lost or came close to losing, it was because of early games getting away. And even in domestically, Fnatic is a really good early game team. And they were able to push G2 to five games twice because there's, you know, Fnatic was such a strong early game team and could kind of exploit that area that G2 was weakest. Um mm-hmm. And then they go up against Damwon. They had some really great early games. So it's not like the team is incapable of it. They're also a really good mid-game snowball team. Um, but then they really struggled versus SKT. And then you look at FPX on the other side, who their opponent is. And I've kind of already quoted a bunch of the stats around this. But they, they're a fucking amazing early game team with really yeah. unique draft. You cannot really prepare for, for them because they, they're so unique. As well as their play style with Doin B playing Nautilus mid and roaming. No one's going to give you good practice for that. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, what happened was exactly what you think would happen if a team that has traditionally struggled in early game situation goes up against the best team in the world in early game situations. So I, that's why I have a hard time believing that this was an underperformance by any metric because it is 100% according to script, 
um, if G2 continued to struggle in the early game. I thought they wouldn't continue. I thought they would bounce back, which is why I predicted G2. I thought they're better macro mid to late. They never mm-hmm. made it to mid to late, so it didn't matter. Um, and so that's why I think for me, it's it's I can't buy the the underperformance angle. Uh, going back to that, uh, your question uh, a while back, one th- point that I thought was a specific uh, underperformance is that G2 kind of showcased in their SKT game, while SKT did make a lot of mistakes, uh, S- uh, G2, sorry, they all do have very strong mechanical players, and their skirmishes were highlighted all worlds as being one of their strong suits. And uh, while FPX also clearly showed that they have amazing skirmishing, I didn't think that G2 would get demolished so hard in every single skirmish. I thought there would be points more points during the series where just through mechanical skill they would be able to uh at least make the skirmishes close Mm. but i don't know it it just seemed like they like it's going back kind of like to the the claps and craps meme where like the caps is a somewhat of a coin flip player but that's just because he's always that's because he's always playing so close to the edge it'll go one way or another but but uh, um, it's the same thing for perks perks is also can play really well or just have not great games so you you think perks is not is not consistent and caps aren't consistent Um, mark what were you gonna say i think no i think they're both on the same page like both of them have the claps craps sides of themselves gotcha i mean that's that's g2 as a whole because mickey has yeah. has, has turbo fed wonders turbo fed they, and they're a great team turbo feeding is just like saying they have games where they go zero five and then they win anyways because the rest of the team's so good and they're so good in the mid to late game and teams can't close out that well against them mm-hmm. um what i would say is i think their skirmishing has been slightly overrated um because you look at their, like I said, that combined or the kills to death ratio hasn't been super high in their favor. Uh, they usually struggle in the early game, uh, you know, when they're taking these and they fall behind in some of them. Yeah. Uh, they lost a lot of skirmishes to SKT, another very strong mechanical team. This doesn't say I think they're bad at it. I think they're really good. But I think, you know, as you start ranking up into like reaching world finals, you're now going up against a lot of the best, best players in the world. And what was a one for zero turns into a zero for one. And that's a huge difference in, in the game. And so that's not an indictment on, on their mechanical skill, but um, you know, how many of the best solo laners or like what, who was the best in their position on G2 at worlds this year? You know, if you ask that question, I think you're, you're going to find that you probably have one to two people above a lot of them. Mm-hmm. Um, at least. And so that's where yeah. you start running into some of these difficulties with this early game uh, problem uh, and skirmishing and stuff like that. And I think they're super creative. They cover each other's weaknesses super well. The other thing that I think they got, exp- uh, I don't know if exposed is the right word. Perks had been one of their best players all tournament long, but then the drafts really targeted him. And I yep. don't think G2 had the flexibility to keep up with with everything that, that they could do. And some people say, oh, they just had shit drafts. But like, Shit drafts don't happen in a vacuum. That's because the other team is doing stuff that's intelligent. And so I think 
you know, you can't just go up against a team like FPX and be like, oh man, it was really hard drafting against them. We must have really fucked up. It's like, well, what were the solutions? Because there are a number of times where they're getting pinched in multiple positions because they would or like they would blind their mid laner every game. Like almost yeah. every single game, your Doin B is blinding his mid, and then they take the AD away from from Perk, and then they would take their jungler Lee Sin in the first rotation and then pinch somewhere else. And it, they didn't have enough bans to shut any of that down because Doin B has such a large champion pool. You don't want to be banning Lee Sin in the first phase, and then the other guys are targeting your your marksman pool. And if you don't ban the marksman, they're going to first pick it away. And then the one time they're on blue side. They went for the Gragas Yasuo strategy, which has worked for them. So I don't even think it's fair to, to criticize that in hindsight. So I think Perks got kind of niguried. So I don't even know how much is, is his fault individually. That's a lot of what FPX's playstyle is, is making LWX look like the, the greatest marksman of all time. And he's really good on his own. But then they also just have four men down there all the time. Mm-hmm. So I, I just like, I don't know what the solution is. So when I look at that and they're like, oh, they underperformed because their drafts were bad or because uh you know they lost skirmishes or perks didn't play up to his level i'm like well how are you stopping tian and and doinby from living bot lane for an entire early laning phase yeah. and taking the earliest turret in the game like you know and doing they had a nasty split map call in game one to save their top lane you know like fpx is really fucking smart i don't mm-hmm. <laughs> you know like you got to give fpx credit for doing this stuff you know yeah. and that's that's where i, I can't sure. buy the the underperformance thing but i i, I that, that's me I think that kind of comes down to, like you said, your definition of underperformance. Because yeah. uh, going back to what I kind of went by was their average performance. I think it may hey, have hey, been that. Jay, sorry, G2 if you could just wrap it up too, because we're we, we're running out of time. We have to grab our next caller on oh, the yeah, final sure. steps. Yeah, G2's play style is just uh, living so close to the edge. They always consistently seem to be smashing people worse than them. And because they smash people worse than them so hard, uh, people started to kind of, I don't, (laughs) I still think they're all very good players, but they may have become a bit overrated. And uh, FPX all have, like, Gimgoon is silently a strong top laner. He's, uh, absorbs a ton of pressure but doesn't really pop off lw lwx went deathless in the entire series but he didn't even no one put him in top 20 he's a really good 80s carry but no one really highlights what he is he's just a silently player and uh i think that's just kind of what put fpx over g2 in the end hey thanks so much jay for your call no problem thanks for having me on yeah have a good one usual uh, final note is using someone's average perform- performance when they go up against better people, it's like you're always going to assume they underperform because they play people worse than them and win, and eventually they and they look good because League's a snowball game, and then eventually they meet a team better than them and they lose, so they look worse than their average performance. I don't think you can ever really use average performance in that way when, when talking about did a team perform or not. Right. Uh, final note on that. Well, let's grab our second caller on the world final stuff. Mark went off to grab him. A uh, big shout out to our subs continuing the list. Oh, never mind. Con is here. Con, where are you calling from? The good old Boise, Idaho. Boise, Idaho. Welcome back to the show. It's been a bit. It has, I think. Uh, I think I talked before Worlds, but I haven't gotten any of the Worlds show. Gotcha. Well, what do you want to talk about? 
I want to talk about how the finals FPX has kind of shown that the meta wasn't about the scaling comps as a lot of people out there put out that scaling was this OP, you know, if you aren't clicking a scaling comp controlling type idea, but also the fact that, you know, G2, I felt were kind of heavily overrated. Like maybe I honestly had them as the fourth or best team that was at worlds this year. And I think they got baited a little bit by their SKT series and how they want to play the game in terms of scaling again, going for the scaling comps, you know, playing late game. Some of the things they did in SKT were literally the same things you saw in the FPX series, except they just didn't work this time. Um, can you give me an idea of like where you would rate FPX's comps on your scalometer? If you know, you could kind of boil it down to be like, this team was an average scaling team comp or something. I would say that FPX's peaks in every game, there's comps would have been around the 20 to 26 minute mark. And after that point, they slowly and slowly fail as the game gets later. But the biggest strength when they were at their absolute peak would be around the time Baron would be coming up the first. Yeah. Mm. So, I I kind of agree, kind of don't. Like, if you're saying scaling was, like, the ultimate thing to focus on, I'm definitely in agreement that I don't think that that was the case. Uh, you know, I don't think you can just go full full scaling or anything like that. But I don't think, you know, like, it was early game snowball necessarily. Uh, you know, like, Sivir GP is a fair amount of scaling. Uh, you know, maybe... Kaisa, Rise, Kled, Lee, Galio. That's relatively early game. I'll, I'll give you that one. But then also, again, Zaya, GP is a fair amount, like a decent amount of scaling. A lot of those are, are fine on one to two items. Like you're saying, you can fight at this 20-minute mark. But you're not risking really getting outscaled anytime you have a Zaya and a GP. So I think FPX's comps had a lot of early game playmaking, but they weren't sacrificing scaling for early game uh, in any super tangible way, like I said, aside from maybe game two, you could argue. But even then, you know, Kaisa rise scale fine. They 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 don't really fall off. Um, so I don't quite agree that. Um, it depends what you know your perspective coming into it. Is hyperscaling the answer? No. Is early game snowball the answer? No. Are things that have early game playmaking but can also team fight late if they get out like so they don't get out scaled the answer? Probably, because it feels like a pretty mid-game focused meta. I think with that. I also think part of the like my emphasis on I think early like why I think scaling might not have been as great is I think FPX, while they did draft scaling features like you're saying, how they played the early game wasn't yeah. being as if they were relying on scaling. You know, For sure. having uh, and I think that's where their strength was as a whole. They weren't afraid to have their mid lane go anywhere they wanted to get yeah. a kill early or get tower plates and stuff. That's that's definitely fair. So I'll, I'll agree with that. On to your, your second assertion that G2 was overrated and around the fourth best team. Travis. Well, well so the big think? question is who are the two other better teams that you would put ahead of them? Because it's not, okay, so on its face, by the way, it's not that crazy to say a team who's in the finals is not the second best team because that is not, there's no double elimination. There's there's no way to, to structure a tournament that way. Or, I mean, there is, but that's not the way finals are structured. 
Um, so, so it's not that crazy. I just need to hear what teams you think are better. I think IG and Griffin for sure. And I think there's a good case for Fnatic based on how Fnatic played. Fnatic. Two, as well as the FPX series they had in quarter five. Can I get some hot takes in the chat? Um, uh, yeah. yeah, the Fnatic thing is a super... I've actually... I'm, I'm hoping I could have you, you defend yourself there because I feel like G2 has beat Fnatic all year long. Fnatic looked, especially in the beginning of groups, not great. Yeah, so going more on that. So obviously, yes, G2 won Europe. But if you look at both those series against Fnatic, the first one in their semifinals... Fnatic was up 2-0 game three with a huge lead, and they did throw and they did play bad. The second one, they're up 2-1. G2 had a great game five. Game four was wishy-washy, but I think Fnatic had a fundamental positive change at Worlds where they got better as a team, whereas G2, I think, regressed in some ways. I think looking at Fnatic's second week where they went 3-0, including a stomp of SKT, something like they had a better game against SKT than the four games G2 had against them. Um, I yeah. think they made their improvements. While I think G, G2 became reliant on this very, we need the scale strategy. And I think there's a world where, like, they got stomped by Griffin in, their, in week two. They could have easily been stomped by SKT if SKT was able to close those games out properly. I, I mean, I mean that's always going to be a rough one, right? Like, they could have happened if they just played better. You know, it's it's hard to defend, like, oh, this is a better team. They just couldn't, you know. Yeah, th that's, like, one of the things I don't often say things people underperform. I think there's I, there's times where I've said, like, oh, you could see this. But, like, I don't think SKT underperformed. I think they choked and they threw their Baron lead. Um, but they had been bad with Barons before. And G2 is a really good macro team. And so, like, that interaction makes sense. Um you know, and that doesn't mean G2 couldn't have won, won other ways. I, I tweeted during that series, like, I think G2 is going to win because they've lost every early game and they were up two games. And so, like, eventually they're going to win an early game. They, they didn't. Maybe they never would have. But, like, there's other ways that, they like, the game could have broke or something. So, I don't know. I don't buy that SKT was better than G2. They underperformed. Mark, I do want to ask you, though, about Griffin and IG. Because there's an interesting argument to be had there where you say, well, Griffin finished first in their group over G2, and then IG beat Griffin, and both of these no, teams are in, like, the loser, the losing path to FPX. You can't you can't use that because Damwon beat IG but then lost to G2. That's fair. That's you fair. know, like, the, the transitive property thing breaks down when you start forming circles with it. it well it should break down no matter what because it's not style matters matchups matter um i think you can make the case that ig would have been a tougher opponent because their laners are a little stronger and ning is is kind of crazy and so is like the whole team and they're a little bit more erratic uh i think i think g2 has a great matchup versus korean teams uh for the most part because if the Korean team doesn't get a lead and snowball it really cleanly, G2 does a lot of really interesting stuff. Um, and so, like, I, so I think they were good against Damwon. I think they were good against uh, IG, or excuse me, uh, SKT. They could have been good against Griffin. Um, you know, the, t the two games, they got perfect gamed, and they happened, you know, like, I I don't know. Maybe they would have lost another series against G uh, Griffin, but I at least can see, like, okay, Griffin, we knew was a team when they get ahead, are super good about controlling. They're so good about controlling the map and just, like, squeezing and choking you out. 
um, when they don't get the lead, they can fall apart pretty quickly. Uh, and so maybe that's what would have happened in a five-game series is some games, you know, Griffin chokes them out and other times G2 has it even and they make some really interesting macro plays and, and out-team fight later in the game. Um, so, like, I, I have a hard time buying all this G2 was overrated thing. I think you could maybe say IG versus G2 would have been awesome to see. I would have loved to have seen that. But I don't think G2 was, was fourth. Well, let, let me ask you this, Mark. Um, and I, by the way, for the people that are going to think that I'm just hounding to find a way to say G2 sucks, that's not, I'm just, for the topic of discussion, you said, like, one of the ideas is, is IG better than G2? We saw IG and FPX play one week earlier. Do you think that was a better match and potentially like a closer match and IG looked stronger against FPX? I mean, they did take a game off FPX, whereas G2 did not. Yeah, but I don't think just because like someone got an extra game that means they're better sure. um because you kind of have to look at everything else that happened and like I, I i'm a big believer in uh like i said how matchups go both on individual levels with laners as well as how the teams actually play um you know fpx lost games to to j team and splice do i think they're better no so does ig picking up a win also mean that they're better not necessarily um so i i don't it feels weird when you start using that because you start getting into like i said these circles where it's like well this team beat this team and this team beat that team and yeah ig picked up a win against fpx but I don't know. Maybe maybe they would have been better. I don't know. I'm not saying that, they, that I think IG was necessarily worse. I think that one's close enough to call that I would just want to see it. Um, I think if IG and G2 played, it would be the same exact thing as we saw yesterday. It'd be a 3-0 IG. Be just because, one, China is very good about taking early game leads and closing it up quickly, and that's been shown to be G2's vulnerability. Um, and two, I think they started getting off the scaling meta. Like, whenever they were playing against Damon, there was, like, this fight over Vladimir, and there's this fight and stuff over Kale and things like that. And there's a reason why Kale just disappeared from Worlds after Group Sage. I agree IG is really good early game, but they're good in a different way than FPX is. Like, IG is really good early game because their laners are nuts, and, like, Ning will, will force fights around lanes, but they don't get out and move around the map like F FPX does. Like, it's a totally different style of early game prowess. They're like it's it's like TL. Like TL is a really good early game team in North America statistically and by all metrics because they're fucking great players and that you just can't make plays easily against them. And that's kind of how IG is. Whereas FPX is like TN and Doinby are literally bot lane for like half of laning phase. So that's why I think that style is really annoying for G two because. G G2 is kind of on the back foot watching these kinds of things happen, whereas at, at G2 is fine to sack some laning advantages to make things happen on the map. But that's what FPX is doing, too. There's, like, Doinby's like, oh, I'm going to fuck. I'm running top at level 2. Okay, the play's not there. I'm running back mid. I'm pushing a wave. I'm running top again at level 3. Okay, now the play is there. I'm, I'm teleporting from half a screen away to preserve a minion because I'm not a greedy fuck and I'm going to run top on this minion wave that's dying and then waste the play. Like... Those kinds of things are why I think it's, like I said, more stylistic questions than it is outright absolutes. Like, this is an early game team, therefore they'll, they'll give G2 problems. I think the way that, that FPX does it matters a lot, and I don't think IG can just be substituted in for FPX because they're also good early game. 
I would agree with that if we didn't see G2 lose early game so bad to SKT and Griffin and, and Group Sage. Cool. Like, hey, uh, Con, thank you so much for calling in. Yep. Uh, but we're up on our, our limit right now for the, the show. Uh, you anything you want to say as we say goodbye? I cannot wait to hear for all of these Zimbers coming. Great. Thanks so much for calling in. Thank you. Have a good night. All right. We're going to do our Alien War break really quick, and then uh, we will get into the rumor stuff. So really quickly, I don't think they'll mind if we uh, keep this break a little shorter. I want to shout out Alienware, our sponsor. Uh, go over right now, alienware.com slash Travis. Check out their Black Friday deals. If you're in North America, I think it's showing up in uh, Canada as well. I'm not sure though. You're in, they're doing an early sneak peek right now and they've got a bunch of their stuff at lowest prices they've ever had. Uh, you know, a lot of people say, hey, Alienware stuff, it's pricey. They've got desktops on there starting at $799. All right, so you, you might be surprised at what you can get. Save up to $785, save up to 600 on a laptop, save up to uh, 400 on a, a new Area 51M. There's all sorts of stuff going on over there. So to go check out uh, the Alienware stuff, big shout out to them for supporting so much of the stuff that we do. Uh, I've got a couple of videos that I'm gonna be doing with Broden soon, just talking about some of the stuff, the gear that they've hooked us up with um if you are looking and curious obviously we're sponsored so uh you know take everything with a grain of salt but uh, we're gonna be uh, as honest as we uh i think as as we want to with all this stuff and we're gonna be able to to talk about sort of the experiences we've had with our laptops and monitors so either way keep an eye out for that and uh yeah go check out alienware.com travis there's a link in the video description of the YouTube channel if you're doing that and uh I've been using Alienware for the last eight nine-ish years of my life my when I was in school alien we had all Alienwares in our programming lab and um we had who's holding the cat next to you yeah I guess Nyako likes Alienwares he's they're really that uh he likes them they're warm and he lays on top of them like it's a, a sun in sun area that too. There you go. By the way, I've never told Mark Yeser ever has to say anything about any of our sponsors. So the fact that he speaks up on Alienware on his own is, uh, that's, that's a testimonial right there. Either way, Alienware.com says Travis, check him out. Uh, thanks so much to Alienware for sponsoring the show. All right. Leaks, 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 leaks. So, uh, I want to preface this a little bit. No, I, in the past, have not done too much sharing of rumors and stuff uh, for a variety of different reasons. Um, but I think the scene has matured enough now where, one, look, all this stuff gets reported by ESPN normally before it's even out. So I don't mind starting to share some of the stuff that I've been hearing. Two, I hope that the audience is starting to get to understand that this stuff is complicated. So, for instance... I don't know how much this one, I haven't really read much of the stuff that ESPN's put out. I just know some of the high level stuff that they've reported on. And then I know there's like random Twitter accounts and all this stuff spreading, whatever. But I hope people understand that apparently my understanding is nothing can be official and signed and locked in until a week from today, the 18th. That's when free agency starts. And uh, uh, supposedly everything is still roster locked until that point in time. So people can agree to terms. They can say we're going to do this or this or whatever, but things can change. So it's very important that everyone understands that because even the stuff that ESPN is reporting is not locked in until a contract is signed. Contracts are not getting signed yet. Um, 
the other thing is the stuff I'm going to tell you guys comes from, you know, people I've talked to within the industry. I talked to people at teams, agency type or agent type folks, uh, players, et cetera, et cetera. Lots of different people, but also understand that there's a lot of value in misinformation. You know, a great example would be, let's say I am an owner and I have a mid laner who I'm, who is up for, you know, like I, I want to maybe resign him even before the agency period starts. So then I leak, I'm talking to two different mid laners and I'm close to reaching agreements with them. That might make that person more likely to sign with me soon, maybe even before free agency begins. So just, I, I, I know that people are just going to clip out the parts where I'm saying I've heard this rumor or this rumor, but That's I wanted to put the, do anyways, but I've wanted, I've wanted to put this here as a disclaimer. So people truly understand it. Cause this is, I've, I've been against doing this in the past for myself, at least. I hope you all understand this. And if somebody can do me a big favor and clip this right now, Don't clip this, clip the leaks, clip the disclaimer and say, Travis's disclaimer, that would do me a big favor so that later on I can link that shit, but I would really appreciate it if you guys, uh, put the disclaimer. Okay. All right. Travis, you need an emote of leaks for next off season Ugh. like the vegetable leaks you know so the way we're going to structure this is i'm going to go through all the different stuff i've heard with mark mark and i will discuss all of them and then we'll take some calls and get your reactions uh if you missed can the beginning first? of the show all right can I, can I go first you have a you have a rumor yeah bjergsen resigned with tsm great fantastic all right uh let's see where's my spreadsheet <laughs> Okay. Uh, did you did you hear Zix joined Hundred Thieves? Did yes. you hear that leak? So so here are the things. So let's first off, yeah, the the Zix thing I had heard about. Uh, I heard that TSM dropped him and that he went to Hundred T. If by the way, if I say something that's already been reported or like a Twitter bot has put it out or something, I apologize. But um, so let's start with fuck. Where do we start? Okay, let's start kind of boring. So TL. Last week, um, I believe I had mentioned that Broxa was uh, having a conversation with TL or that there was a potential that that was going to happen. Um, I have now heard that that is probably not a thing. Um, it's unclear if that conversation was even happening. It, that rumor was all over Worlds, but it sounds as though maybe that wasn't and isn't going to be a thing. Uh, I've heard that TL wants to keep Xmithy uh, and that it is very likely that they'd keep their whole lineup. Uh, D-Lift and Core, for instance, are super locked in. Uh, so don't expect too many changes at TL. One of the things I have heard is that there's the potential that they sign some additional players who would be backups. Because right now, if you think about it, like they've just never, their academy team has not been like a thing. So I don't know if those players would go to academy or if they'd just be like subs. But there's some there's a chance that they sign some top players to ha hold in the wings. So maybe they, hey, like we've decided impact is having a rough couple of weeks. Like maybe we throw in another player or something like that. Uh, and so I think that they could expand yeah. and have some versatility there. That is the rumor that I'm hearing, but I'm hearing not much is going to change with TL. Thoughts, Mark? Resident sleeper, dude. Okay. I could have told you that. Okay, because DeMonte's in the chat, I will say one of the things I have heard. So I don't know. So I know ESPN reported on the Cooney thing. 
Did ESPN say Hooney was going mid? Uh, I don't think that was talked about in the thing. Okay. Because I feel like I would have seen more comments in the Reddit thread. So, the rumor I have heard is that Hooney is switching mid. I don't know what that means for DeMonte, but it might mean that DeMonte is going someplace else. Again, like these conversations are happening. Maybe it's like they're thought at one point in time and then they decide they like DeMonte in the mid lane and Hooney in the top lane or they can't find a good top lane or something. I don't Clip know. Clip it. Clip it before Travis puts all the, the conditionals on it. DeMonte just typed in chat, lost my job. If, if we can all get <laughs> Fs for DeMonte, that would be great. Uh, this feels like... Oh, finally. That's, that's kind of my reaction about the um, him swapping roles. Just because, like, he, he's been playing mages in top lane for, like, three spits. Go put him in the lane that they're supposed to be in. Go put him in the mid lane. Uh, DeMonte's a friend of the that. show. I hope DeMonte ends up either on Dig, if he, he really likes Dig and wants to stay there, or on whatever team he would like to be on. Um... But if the rumor is true and Hunu is going mid, then obviously that opens up some interesting stuff for DeMonte. I mean, DeMonte is really good, so I think he'll, he's fine. I'm yeah. not too worried on his behalf. I, the one thing I hope doesn't happen for him is I, I don't... He's just going top. <laughs> he's going top? They're swapping? Okay. Um, I don't, is, is DeMonte's contract up? No. I don't believe uh, so. I really hope he doesn't get put in contract hell after making worlds as a North American mid laner. And then some, some bullshit like this happens. So I don't, I think there's enough open spots on different teams that he should be in, uh, like there should be some good opportunities for him. So yeah, I think he should get opportunities. I just hope, you know, they don't just hold on to him randomly. Yeah. yeah, Some buyout situation where people are like, I'll just sign this guy instead. Um, so the only other thing I have on the dig front is an interesting story around how supposedly dig was going to trade Vulcan to C9. And, and did you know who they were going to get? I don't know. I don't know, but like, actually I don't know too much about dig. I think they're kind of all over the place. Um, from what I've heard, but originally Vulcan was going to go to C9 um, and it was going to be for a pretty big buyout. I heard that the, the number was going to be quite huge, like upwards of a mil. And I can, I'll put my foot down. Now. There's no way Jack's spending a mil on a player. So that's what, I, so that's what I thought as well. But I, I heard from multiple people that it was over a mil for Vulcan. I mean, maybe that's the asking price, and they were in talks, but I would, I would bet against that one panning out. Well, regardless, apparently the Vulcan deal fell through, and the interesting oh, well. thing is, it fell through on the dig side. Oh, so I don't know what happened there. I don't know if if I don't I don't want to speculate, but supposedly the Vulcan thing fell through, and it fell through on the dig side. So I don't know if that means that Vulcan stays there, or if they got a different offer for him, or maybe the buyout number changed who knows that's that's what i heard there is that the end of the dignitas uh leaks or you got anything i, th- else? I think so i don't think i have anything else there okay 
Those, um, those were some, uh, some, you had, you had one, one g- gaffer bomb. Well, the Hooney thing. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's, that's that was saying. the gaffer bomb right yeah. there. Um, okay. And we talked about TL. So who do you want next, Mark? We're trying to escalate, right? I, uh, yeah, I think so. What about FlyQuest? Okay. So FlyQuest, I've heard, um, Santorin, Pobelter, Wild Turtle still there. Should be uh, a good core. I don't know what's going on in the top. Uh, I've heard Santorin's uh, contract. I don't know if it got re-signed or what the deal is. Was he up for free agency? I forget. Uh, I saw, wasn't there something on the league subreddit about Santorin recently? Well, regardless, I hear his new salary is at half a mil. And that, because ESPN now put salaries out there, so I will too. Uh, oh, he re-signed. So Santorin tweeted that uh, he's staying with Fly. So I've heard he's staying at half a mil. Pole Belter is still there. And Wild Turtle, I don't know if Wild Turtle uh, re-signed or if he just re-upped a contract or whatever, but I've heard Wild Turtle clocks in at 700. Do you know what the rough average of player salaries was heading into offseason? I, I, so so I heard this contact. year was supposed to be 300K. So I think there's a really good chance that salaries go up this year based off of it seems like a lot of players are getting signed at higher numbers. I, I heard that as well, actually. That was one thing I heard separate from, so from you was, was we'll that talk contracts about, are still, still going up. Yeah. So we'll talk People about... Keep- EG and Immortals in a little bit, but I feel like what what seems to be the case is that when new teams come into the league, consistently they have a a strong need to establish themselves as an uh, you know as winners or whatever, and so they spend a lot. Now that's not necessarily what I've heard with Immortals, but you get the point. Like, and so I wonder if that's one of the things that's kind of driving this stuff up. I have heard that Ole will be leaving Golden Guardians and it, FlyQuest is a potential place for him to land. Ooh, that's a nice transition to Golden Guardians. Yes. But what do you think about like an Ole Wild Turtle bot lane? I feel like that could work. Um, how well will it be? I don't, I don't know. Because... It sounds like a lot of the bot lanes are getting shaken up because it's definitely something's going on with C9 with how many rumors there have been, and I'm sure we'll get to to whatever you know later. Yeah. Um, TL is rock solid. Uh, it sounds like Vulcan might have been in a situation with Cody, uh, so maybe that was like one of the other strong bot lanes that get broken up. So it's kind of hard to be like, "Ooh, that sounds like a good bot lane" when you you don't really know them. But at least in in theory, like Ole likes to make plays, Turtle likes to make plays. It could work. So, transitioning to Golden Guardians, I'm going to share what I I believe is happening, and it is my favorite roster trade. I feel pretty strongly about this one. Yeah, Golden Glue. How correct it is, or Golden Glue joins Golden Guardians. No, no, not in how correct it is, but like Golden Glue, Golden Guardians, Golden Glue is sick. 
Wouldn't that be awesome? <laughs> Devante just spamming fog in the chat. I don't even like I don't even want to think about how good Golden Glue will be on that team or how it'll work or Doesn't whatever, matter. but just GGS GG. GG is sick. And he's such like a California poster boy a little bit too. Yeah. I feel like he's a great brand fit hair. for that team. Yeah. He's a, he's a good mix of troll and professional. Yeah. Yeah. So I actually don't know what their bot lane looks like um, at all. Because if they're trading Ole, I don't know who they get there. But also, for those keeping Whoa. count, that would mean Froggen is getting is up for grabs for another team. Steve is in the chat. Steve says, what did I miss? Steve, we talked about all the stuff that uh, your team has told me, that Doublelift is leaving, CoreJJ wants out of his contract, but you're keeping him a contract hell, uh, Impact is retiring, Smithy's going to Immortals, and what was the other thing that oh Jensen Jensen staying apparently no that's what we've heard. Steve did you did you miss our um our grand plan for TL you have to get rid of Doublelift and sign uh Kabe or Upset now that uh Jensen will become a a, a domestic player so you can have five imported North American team and then we can go win worlds yeah. I'm just That's kidding. The... Steve says, where the fuck are you getting your info? Oh, dude, where are you getting your info? He didn't say, he said, what the fuck? Uh, I'm just kidding, Steve. We, we talked about how, we talked about how supposedly, so what I have heard, Steve, is that you guys are not making many changes um, that, so the, oh, I guess I didn't mention this. So x contract is up. So x could leave, but I've heard, own, you mean, what's that? You mean just like even on his own? Just yeah, on his own, yes. So Smithy has options. Like he can go someplace else. I haven't heard that he's resigned yet, but I've heard TL wants to keep Smithy, and that. Uh, and the other thing I said, Steve, was that I'd heard that you guys are potentially looking to grab some backup players in different places. Oh, did you mention the the Broxa rumor? I well, did we mention the Broxa rumor that, last week, and then I said, yeah. well, I didn't say it to Steve, but I've heard that the Broxa rumor wasn't a thing. Steve says, hmm, interesting. Okay. Uh, it's not a no. <laughs> it's fun. So that's the fun thing about this is, uh, you know, most of the time whenever roster rumors get, they get posted in articles and stuff. Here we've got the players and the owners in the chat as we're doing it. You can see their live reactions to our rumors about their teams and their situations. Okay. So. Uh, so you anyway, know, you know, yeah. What's you, know you get one right? They they suddenly disappear from the chat to go yell at someone. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's when you know you got an the angry rumor email right. goes yeah. out to everybody. Um. So uh, where were we? Okay. Um. Uh, GGS. Golden Guardians. Was there anything yeah. else? So Ole out. Uh, Froggen out. I've heard that Dig at one point in time. I don't know if they still do, but wanted. Hanser from GGS. And that would make sense if Hooney's going mid. So that, in my mind, that corroborates the Hooney going mid thing because why would you be reaching out to GGS interested in their top laner if you've just resigned your top laner for a fuck ton of money? 
That's interesting also just because of the rivalry between Hanser and Hooney. And it's like they should never be able to be on the same team, but now they are. Yeah. So <clears throat> uh, I think that might wrap up our GGS talk. I don't know about contracts. I don't know about their bot lane. Um, is FBI and holy shit, I can't remember who was their actuals because Ole went to Academy. Yeah, uh, when they brought FBI in, but I, my brain can't remember who is. Who, oh, who he? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't. I don't think that's gonna stay. Yeah. So maybe they keep FBI. Yeah, maybe. I know. Uh, I mean, Anero likes his Aussie boys. So if you've got, if you're trading away Ole, that opens up your ability to keep FBI. And yes. if you've got Golden Glue contracts Hanser, I don't know. Yeah, there's a spot open there. Uh, I I have heard actually one thing I I just remembered. So Medios is up for grabs this off season. His contract is up. So maybe you slot Medios into GGS. I I, I heard a bunch of teams had some interest in him yes i've heard medios is one of the hottest commodities in the off season right now uh, a lot of people want to get him so should that should we transition then to immortals uh is there any endemic brand left that isn't like super hyphy uh we talked about fly we've talked about FlyQuest, ggs dig and tl like uh, 100 thieves do you have any high I'm so trying to think. Are they, 100 Thieves is interesting. Um, so I was going to, I mean, they announced it today, but the Zix move is a thing. Mm-hmm. What I've heard is that 100 Thieves now, under the direction of Papa Smithy, they're changing their strategy. So in the past, they spent big for big imports and big names, uh, and that they are not going to do that anymore. That they are going to kind of embrace this, like, you know, the community being like, hey, don't quit picking up these veterans and all this stuff and look for native NA talent. So I think that, okay, last year, Hunter T had, uh, I I think in my contract, my video, I said this, maybe I didn't, but Hunter T had the second highest salary in the league, only behind TL. So I do not think they're going to be anywhere near that. Now I have heard that Bang might be sticking around, but uh, I don't know if that's true. But I've heard uh, someday is probably not going to be on Hunter T next year. Steve is saying stuff in the chat. Was he? Oh, Steve said NA talent only team have fun in last place. So that I'm not. So, by the way, I've heard Bang might still be there. I don't, oh. I'm not saying that they're going to be only NA, but um, I do hear that they're going to pull back on like like the crazy kind of import big names, do all that kind of stuff that they're going to go for a more native thing. I thought they were trying to, I thought I heard somewhere that they were trying to move bang, but I don't remember. That would make sense. I mean, if, if the rumor that bang has like a mill contract is correct uh, or something near it, and you are trying to cut your costs a lot, like bang and someday are two players that you try to trade uh, to other teams. Um, did you have any specific names on your what an NA talent roster from 100 Thieves it looks like? Um, yeah, guys, we see the fucking Kenzie link. This is NA 
off-season talk, not Griffin drama. Jack is in the chat right now. Makes me nervous for when we get to the C9 stuff. Um, I <laughs> <laughs> uh, love the chair. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> it's a great C9 chair. Uh, we're big fans. Uh, don't hate Travis at the end of it. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, you know, this is like an experiment for me. I don't normally do this type of show. Um, See how many interviews you get in spring, and then yeah. maybe think, re reflect on if this was a good idea. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna sip my water. Uh, so, hundred thieves. Any any specific names for their? No. So that's the thing. Hundred thieves is I was actually being uh, like a lot of the people I talk to actually don't really know what hundred thieves are, are doing, other than just sort of like they're they're playing it close to their hand. But it kind of makes sense, right? Like if you are not going for big name signings and you don't want to trade with like a ton of different teams for a bunch of their talent you probably don't need to like be hitting up too many people which means your stuff is less likely to get out there so i don't know maybe yep. maybe i'm completely wrong hunter t is going to sign a bunch of people maybe they just were waiting for tony but um yeah no i mean one. my my understanding is uh they are they're keeping it slim this year no one knows what moves they're making because they're not making any moves yeah Okay. What do you want next? Um, is that most of the non-hyphy? Yeah, we're at five. Teams? We're at five now. Immortals is... We can talk about Immortals next because they are not... Well, actually, CLG. Oh, uh, yeah. Let's save 100, or TSM and C9 for last, right? Those okay. are the hyphiest two? Yes. Maybe. Well, among the other two new teams. So. Yeah. Yeah, let's do CLG. Okay. So CLG, much like 100T, also a bit of a mystery. A lot of people don't know what they're doing, which somewhat implies that they are um, not making too many trades. One thing I have heard is Smoothie is joining CLG. So I haven't heard about, like, I don't know if they're making changes elsewhere, but I've heard Smoothie would be their support. Is Vince's or, or Biofrost contract up? We uh we haven't talked about the other teams yet, Mark. But no, his his contract would not be up, so he would be a trade. Why was me asking about Vince's contract, talking about other teams when we're talking about CLG? I'll I'll talk about it later. Okay. Um. So six day resigned. So we know, actually I need, I need to add that into my spreadsheet. Six day resigned. So we know that that's locked in. Um. And then, I don't know, I guess the, the big thing is Power of Evil. So we got Smoothie potentially there. Um, what you, why is everybody saying Travis confirmed? Uh, we got Smoothie potentially as support. And then the interesting thing is Power of Evil. So Power of Evil, his contract is up. And from what I have heard in the past, Power of Evil likes to, he personally likes to wait until late in the game uh, to make himself available because that allows him to have a great deal of strength in the negotiations, right? Because what you're, pr you're probably talking to teams that really need a uh, mid laner. So I haven't heard that. I don't think he's re-signed yet with CLG. He might, but I am, I'm assuming that whenever free agency begins in a week, he will be talking to anybody looking for a mid laner and, seeing what it is that he wants to do. 
But uh, I've also heard that Irene, who I think was only underneath a one-year contract and was responsible for a lot of their success this year, uh, according to folks behind the scenes, is considering leaving CLG. So that mm. would be a blow to the team if Irene leaves, presumably. What, what does that guess. mean about Ruin, then? I don't know. So I mean, Ruin can't leave, theoretically, right? Because he's under contract. So they could trade him or something, but it's not like they were a package deal. But yeah, I know like Irene and Ruin had like a pretty good, seemingly from the outside, it seemed like they had a pretty good relationship. So that would be interesting. Yeah, I think Irene was the one who suggested to bring Rune over from the TCL. Um, I mean, I assume Rune's contract wasn't that large, and so maybe it's one you can keep on the books in Academy and not hate your life. Yeah. By the way, I forgot. Lokodoko clips our show for his videos oh, right. yeah. about rumors, and I had told Mark, and I had forgotten until this, yeah. that I wanted to, in the middle of my rumors... Shout out all my stuff, like twitch.tv slash Travis Gafford, youtube.com slash Travis Gafford, so that Loco would be forced to have his editor either cut, cut out my shout outs or, uh, <laughs> or include them. Here's what's going to happen, Travis. I'm going to become like that, you know, when you download a song illegally from a hip hop artists and they have like the dj shouting his name over it because you got the the like leaked version you know where it's like beast boy beats or oh, something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah 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 i'm gonna do that uh, audio you. jungle audio yeah. jungle right so so as you're leaking something i'll be like brought to you by travis gaffords yeah, yeah thank you <laughs> and you just gotta plow through it and i'll try and, okay I'll try okay and I'll... okay we'll do that we'll do that with the next one Okay. Um, and by okay. the way, I've just, I've just like, we're mostly just teasing. I loco yeah. shouts out that it was from the show. They, sh they put this thing on. It's not like he's stealing the content. It's funny. I just, I love that he took our leaks and just put them straight, like did a video basically responding to just the stuff we talked about last week. But I think it's completely cool. I would, I would, if I was in his position, I'd do the same thing. I just think it's very funny. Um, so I think we're done with CLG, but I do think if I was a CLG fan, like, interesting time for you because uh you have to decide if you are happy about smoothie you have to be a little worried about the mid lane position which maybe that's where demonte goes if he's out at dig or maybe that's where froggen goes um if they don't resign poe but interesting situation there and you probably want irene to stick around so if the rumor that he's potentially leaving is true then that would be an interesting thing okay <clears throat> We're next. Next team. Let's go. Um... IMT. Yeah. Okay. Um. Okay. I don't know who. So their their mid lane is open. I, they're not holding on to crown. Uh, supposedly. For people who don't know, IMT got the optic spot. Yes. So they. By the way, unlike Echo Fox who sold to EG, or Riot sold them to EG because of that shit show, uh, Echo Fox released all their players, because they, <laughs> presumably because they didn't want to keep paying them because they didn't have any money and they were shutting yeah, them out and all that stuff. <laughs> yeah. uh, on the other hand, Optic did, like, kept their players' contracts, so an Immortals inherited those. So for instance, Dokla is 
rumored to be starting in their top position. Um, and then Dardock may be making his, if the rumors I've heard are correct, may be making his triumphant return to the LCS in the jungle this position. brought to you by Travis Gafford at twitch.tv. Meanwhile, in mid, <laughs> that position is open. Uh, and then the new thing that has started to spring up recently is that Lost and Diamond might be joining. So that Lost was a free agent after the Echo Fox thing. So he would be signed, and then Diamond would be traded from C9. Uh, Diamond's in the chat right now saying XDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDDD
J team though. You okay. know, with the Scion mid hitting walls and LWX ulting into back lines alone. Uh, and Gimgoon kind of running around with this Mordalt doing nothing. That's they're still FPX. They're just the one that lost. <laughs> Eon is asking if he should call in. Who? Eon. You said Tien is asking if he should join no, in. No, Fion, Fion, Fion. Oh, oh, I was like, what? What are you Somebody saying? Somebody in chat said I... Fion is asking if he can call in, but I don't see. Did he tweeted us. He might be in Discord, and I've been. Oh, he says, "Do I call in?" If he's in the Twitch chat, he should message Mark on Discord and he could join us and, and tell us if he's heard any rumors or leaks or anything he wants to share. Is this weird that he's a... a I'm not, it's not on me to make that decision, Mark. If he wants to show up and talk about rumors. I mean, he talked about one last week. Uh, okay. Well, if I see anything from him, I'm down. I just I don't think I see anything right now. Yeah, I'll just tweet we'll it. We'll keep an eye out in the, the Travis Gafford Esports one. Um, all right. Uh, what uh, do we talk about next? It's got to be EG, right? Yes. So the EG line one is super fucking fascinating to me because... All right, so this is a perfect example, everyone, of how... Like, I... And I'm, I'm How saying. How joined the scene? No, no, no. Actually, so the up, uh, yeah. You're you don't know this yet, Mark, because we've talked about the yeah. So things change all the time in off season, and there's a very good chance that what ESPN reported will still come true. Uh, however, I have heard that the C9 deal is on hold. So supposedly EG was going to buy out for multiple seven figures. Um, the players that ES ESPN reported and that now uh, that there is some sort of holdup or disagreement or something has changed, I guess, in the nature of that agreement. And so it's on, it's on hold which I guess means that the players that were going to go to EG C9 could start looking for other people or whatever, but there's a chance that the big EG deal doesn't happen anymore. Um, so that would be interesting because that would mean that, you know, before we had EG sitting at I think they were picking up like four of the C9 players, right? It was initially reported it was Svenskeren and Zazel, and then Kumo and Deathly were added. Yes. To so it. I had heard all four of those names before the ESPN report came out. And I am now hearing that that deal is up in the air. Leaks brought to you by Travis Gafford at twitch.tv slash Travis Gafford. All in there for more. So leaks. it might not. <laughs> so it might not happen. Um, and that it's on the EG side, by the way, that that deal is potentially not happening. So Ooh, EG didn't, some, someone was hanging up on their end. Yes. So that would mean that C9 now has the ability to shop those players to other people. Um, which is interesting, right? Cause there's some obvious opportunities in other places. Uh, but 
early on, I had heard someday was a potential candidate to go to AG. Um, and now maybe that's up in the air again. Thoughts, Mark, on all that stuff? So who in your world of rumors that you've heard and concocted, what is the roster right now again? Because you have someday. So I have no idea. So that's the thing is like heard that the EG deal was or the EGC9 deal was so done that like that was their roster, right? And then they just needed, uh, what, a, who am I, a mid laner? No. Yeah. A top laner. No, Kumo. Oh. Who, who yeah, were... Kumo is a top laner. Yeah, yeah. who they am I missing? Mid laner. Mid laner. That's right. So, so then you just would figure out who their mid laner is, right? Like if it's Froggen or maybe DeMonte or POE or somebody. Um, but now I actually have no, like EG is just uh, like in the, the course of, I think wait, 48 hours or something like this is supposedly this has happened very recently. Uh, this like I, EG is just like a blank slate in my mind. I have no idea what's happening there anymore. If, if the C9 deal is off. Now, mm. to be well, clear, sorry. like, as I said at the start of this rant, or rant, this conversation, anything could change, right? Like, team's posture and position and organizations are always, like, negotiating, right? You agree to terms, and then maybe you you are like, oh, never mind, we got this better option. Like, that, this is the whole point, is that nothing is locked in until next Monday. So the EG stuff, C9 and EG stuff could still go through. Maybe, maybe it already has been solved in like the past couple of hours, you know, since I heard it. Um, but as it stands, like EG is wide open in, in my mind, cause I don't know if that deal is going to go through. Yeah. So the question would be if the hangup is on the EG side, either the asking price is too rich in some way or something, maybe they're trying to add a player that they don't want. Uh, and that they'll, you know, Jack will only make the deal happen if if they take all these pieces together or something, uh, or something better has come along for EG would be the three scenarios I can think of for why it would, you know, reach a hang up right from. Right. Is Fion message you yet? People are saying get Fion. Uh, I don't know. I'll check again. Um, well, I don't think he's oh, Fionn says he can't call in. Okay. I assume, uh, I assume there's some ESPN complications there or something. Uh, anyway. <clears throat> uh, where are we? Uh, so that's the two new teams. Yes. So that leaves C9 and EG. TSM. Oh, sorry, C9 and TL, TSM. <laughs> you get there. I think we should get to C9 because we just talked about the EG stuff, right? Well, and so much of the stuff this offseason is basically about C9. Yeah. Yeah. So my understanding was on the C9 stuff, I'm just going to pretend that Jack's not in the chat. My understanding on the C9 stuff was that Jack was down to kind of like blow things up. And so a lot of his players became... Like he started entertaining or C9. C9 started entertaining conversations around a lot of their players for trades. 
And so there were a lot of folks that were up for grabs. Licorice, interesting, was a player who, from my understanding, was never up for grabs. Uh, so that would lock him in in the top lane position. Now, because everything has been in motion so much with C9, I want to, I know I already gave the disclaimer, I want to give the double disclaimer with C9 in that things are shifting constantly from for everything that I'm hearing. <laughs> and I've heard, what? Jack and chat, you stay the fuck away from my son, Licorice. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so there you go. Clearly, <laughs> clearly he's defensive about the top lane. <clears throat> um... <laughs> So, so I've heard all sorts of crazy shit about C9. I've heard um, that they are switching away from a 10-man roster and that they're just con going to concentrate on five because it, it was a big issue for the team uh, over the course of the season. I've heard that they're expanding to 15 players. Um, and I think maybe that's the one that uh, I've heard m the most most recently is that their plan now is to have... Uh, the LCS team, the Academy team, and then like baby Academy team where they've got an additional five players of like really young rookie talent, which if true is kind of cool because it, I think that would, at the very least it would make Reddit happy, right? Because Reddit's all aboard like well, the... C9's for a number of years, I don't know if it's been consistent throughout, but at least at different times has had three teams. They've had like the Tempest team and they've had like a junior team, I think even somewhat re recently, maybe as, as recently as last year or something or two years ago. Yeah. Um, so the idea of them having 15 players under contract isn't crazy. I think assuming the 15 player roster idea, I think it would that include like housing in California to keep everything local. I don't know. I don't know, but I have heard that there, there, there are a lot of players that might get signed to C9 this year. Well, that's good because I've, I've heard, a similar thing to you, which is basically licorice is the one lock for next year. Yeah. And anything else can happen. Yeah. Now, if uh, the EG deal fell through and the C9 players are available, then, uh, maybe, maybe more of those players stick around. Right. But I don't know. That's, that's the interesting thing right now. Um, I, <clears throat> their AD position is interesting. So I've heard two things. I want to say this first one I heard, and now it's kind of going away. So I don't know, maybe they've walked away from it or maybe it never happened. And maybe I, it was just a bad rumor, but I've heard that there was a rumor or I've heard a rumor that Zven would be going there as ADC. Now, part of the reason why it's easy to believe this rumor, which might mean it's not true and it's just something that people like to say, is that, and I see Twitch chat right now is reacting the way I thought that they might react to this. But people forget that Sven, not Sven, but Sven joined C9 and he was a bit of a pariah whenever he did. I think people blamed him and, uh, <clears throat> Blamed him and Biofrost for a lot of the problems that TSM had. But then under C9, he became an MVP. So 
I don't know if I don't know if it's true or not, but uh, it would it would mirror a previous situation from a couple years ago if it is true. And the names are similar, so and their names are similar, so maybe that's what it is. Maybe somebody found an old contract for Sven, got confused by the dates, and thought it was Sven, and that's what's occurred. That could also play into maybe something where why the deal would fall through if they decide to go Sven then they would say maybe he wants to play with Zazel or were you the one who said Vulcan? Yeah. So Vulcan was the one that was supposed to be going to C9 and supposedly fell through. Okay. Now it might be, might be back on uh, because again, like that's the crazy shit about this is you hear it. Something's off. So again, like it's not that hard to imagine a scenario, right? Pick any team, you know, Hey, we want you go to that team goes to another team. Hey, we want that player. They agree to terms. Then another player becomes available and they're like, well, we're not fucking, we're not signing anything for another week. So you know what? Maybe we don't need that player. And then that team comes back and is like, we'll give you to them for half off, you know? And, uh, and so things come back on the board, but I know at the, uh, I'm fairly confident that at some point in time, Vulcan was an, uh, consideration for C9. Shout out to Lokodoku in the chat. This video is brought to you by Travis Gafford at Travis Gafford or twitch.tv slash Travis Gafford. Thanks for watching as we continue yeah. this ongoing leaks. Jack right now in chat says TSM stands for talent suppression machine. <laughs> <laughs> and what was the other thing he said? The skill murderer. Uh, so if, if he has that opinion of TSM, in his mind, their players would potentially be undervalued on the market and C9 would be a good place for them to go. I um, mean, not a bad idea. Yeah. Loco, whenever you use all of the things that I've been saying on the show in your videos, be sure to give me a shout out. Uh, YouTube.com slash Travis Gafford, Twitch.tv slash Travis Gafford, Instagram.com slash Travis Gafford underscore. Somebody else took Travis Gafford. Uh, okay. So I've also heard, speaking of TSM, and actually this is crazy, I didn't even think about this. Um, so it might not be just one TSM ADC that they'd be getting, because I've also heard a rumor that they've signed the TSM Academy Johnson ADC. Are you there, Mark? Yeah, I was listening. You were. You looked like you were frozen or stunned. Oh no, I was, I was watching Lokodoko say he got a couple hundred, like a hundred thousand view video off your... Uh... Your 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 stream. I don't believe it, or I mean, I believe it. I make great content. He needs he needs my content for his channel. Um, <laughs> so anyway, but yeah, supposedly uh, C nine might have also taken Johnson. Well, so this also is putting it at the like raising where what's happening with C 9s current marksman then, correct? Because now if they get both, that's not just. Well, I want to get to that. Yeah. Okay. So the crazy was, thing was... is. There's one. There's an additional rumor, not sneaker related, about the C9 bot lane, which is remember when I said Lost and Diamond were going to IMT? Yeah. There's also a rumor that Lost and Diamond might be the Academy bot lane for C9. That sounds. I'm. I'm not going to buy that one. I mean, the interesting thing is that because they're popping up in these two rumors, you have them kind of like connected in this interesting way where like Lost and Diamond are somehow playing together next year. Yeah. That sounds sounds weird that they would, given. Yeah. 
so I don't know. Shit's all over the place. Diamond says lost in the sauce. That confirms it for me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, so let's 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 push ahead to the the plans for current C9 bot leaners. Well, we already heard the, the big rumor that Zazel would be going to EG. Mm -hmm. So definitely was reported in that deal, but you yes. said that that also went on hold. Yes. So who knows about like if those guys stick around or they're not, or they're going someplace else. But, uh, that's supposedly like a new thing was that at the time when ESPN reported it, it was happening and now it's not happening. Um, but sneaky. I don't know if he's playing next year. If he is, I'm fairly confident he's not playing for C9. And I, I actually, I forgot to mention this in the Dig thing, but I did hear a rumor that Dig was like sneaky as a candidate to join Dig in the AD position. I need to add that to my spreadsheet. You're just, I, Mark, you're supposed to respond just, to this I'm, stuff. I'm I know you just look at Twitch chat. chat. You're in a it's trance so right funny. now, just seeing everyone react. So, so I, I had heard uh, kind of what you said in the first one about, and this was a while ago it, it, that I, I heard it, was that he might be done with it. Um, but I, I'm not sure. Like that, that was like a month ago. And then after I heard that, I heard other rumors about him, like you said, going other places. So yeah. Loco Doco wants to leech off our content live now too. Is Loco trying to get on the show? Someone said call Loco Doco. Oh, okay. So I assume if he, so we're going to get to call her soon, Mark. I, we might be running over time. I'm curious if you are, uh, I'm fine to go like, uh, 15, 20 minutes later. Cause okay. we, we just have TSM left, right? Yeah. But I, I want to get a bunch of callers too. So I'm hoping we can, we can do that. If Loco wants to okay. call in, he can call in. Maybe he's heard okay. some stuff. Yeah. Okay. Uh, oh, the final thing I've heard about C9 is that there's a very good chance that Reaper won't be head coach next year. So, I don't know who would be. Maybe Rapid Star. But, I mean, was that, that, what's that? Is that going to be his decision? Uh, I don't know the a... details, and I, I don't want to speculate as to like what is going on there. But yeah, I, I've heard a good chance that Reaper wouldn't be the the head coach for the main roster. Don't Some know. people in Twitch chat are saying military service. Possibly uh, military service. Possibly military service. Twitch chat's moving so fast. Uh, oh, Rainover is also a candidate, obviously, too. Slash Travis Gafford. Um... All right, I think so, but it's just it's fascinating, right? Because the C9 lineup could look so different next year. I mean, this is the have faith in Jack thing, right? Yeah. Every every year there's changes with C9, it feels like, and every year they're fine. I think theoretically you'd only have Licorice and Niski still around, right? If the EG stuff happens and Sneaky doesn't yeah. keep playing for them. Yeah. I and mean, their I coach might like, not even be the same coach, so. Right. Like I said, Licorice 2 is the only one I've I've heard like is a not even on the table for some of this stuff yeah um but everything else could could vary very curious how many people okay so in the in the chat right now we've got 
Jack. Did Steve leave? Steve left. Uh, Monte. Uh, not as many. I figured I was Adrian Ma is here. I don't have any rumors about you, Adrian. I'm sorry. Uh, so <laughs> I don't. I don't know. I thought maybe we'd see more. Um. All right. So finally, we get to TSM, right? Yep. All right. Uh, Broken Blade Bjerg. And as I mentioned with CLG, if Smoothie's going to CLG, the newest rumors that Biofrost will be making a triumphant return to TSM. Mark, please respond. That would be sick. I love TSM Biofrost. I just, I really want to know who his bot laner is because that's also super, super important. Is uh, Loco messaging you? I told him to join Discord, like just yeah. join one of the channels and I'll draft. I'll Let's grab, we'll Dragon finish in. the TSM thing and then we'll take him as one of the callers. Yeah, and he wants to come in on TSM, so yeah. this is perfect. Beyond says he's trying to figure out if he can come on too, so maybe he could be also a caller. Yep. Uh, so, uh, Biofrost potentially returning to TSM and I heard that at one point in time, Kabe was talking to C9, but the latest rumors have him at TSM. I heard for a moment, maybe it was just like one of those speculation, like, I hope it's true rumors, but I, I heard Upset as well was talking, but then that's... So I'd happened. also heard that Upset was one of the people. So I'd heard TSM was interested in Upset, Reckless, and Kabe, but like the Reckless thing was a super long shot. I guess maybe the upset thing didn't materialize. So the, what I'm hearing is copy. That would be pretty sick. Hey, uh, mods, if you guys can wake up, that would be good. Uh, I think I got. Okay, got it. Um, I, I like copy. Put me, put him, put him in there. So what I don't know is their jungle. But the jungle situation is interesting for TSM, right? Because one, if the AG thing has fallen through, you could eventually, you could, you could potentially have Sven come back to TSM, which if Jack likes memeing about TSM, him selling back their refurbished jungler, who's now an MVP would be pretty funny. <laughs> um, and it would be very funny you if in the same year, for you. there you go, have him back. It'd be really funny if, if in the same year, Sven bio return and double lift can't return because he is under contract with TL, but instead they were, they have like a new AD. It would just be like, let's rewind time on those decisions we made a while ago. But I want to be clear here. I've not heard that Sven is joining TSM, but if you're TSM and so that's not, that's not a rumor, but if you're TSM, you probably want Sven and Sven might be back on the, the market. That would also mean that as Sven is joining C9, you would literally be trading Sven for Sven, which, <laughs> oh boy. Jack just takes the player, shines him out, yeah. sells him back, and then right. there you go. Right. Uh, uh, okay. <laughs> so um, I've also heard new rumor, by the way, that they're trying to hire... Um, how do you pronounce his name? Home? Home? The old Samsung oh. Galaxy coach? Yeah. Had you heard that at all? No. But that, yeah, that's the new rumors that they are, maybe you're trying to hire him. 
Because if you think about it, they're out of a head coach right now because Six is gone. <laughs> Locus has stopped talking. Wait for me. Do you have anything <laughs> okay. else in the do you have okay, fine. Can that you want to blurt out before we we? No, no. no. I think th I think that's it. Uh, do you have any hot take? Oh, by the way, so the pool of players that I have right now for grabs, not counting the C9 EG folks that are notable, and maybe I'm forgetting some people, but Poe, Demonte, Medios, Ole, Froggen are some of the the big names. Uh, I'm probably well. forgetting. Oh, Cadian would be another one. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, anyone else? Not off the top of my head. You ready DSM for... top laner is Broken Blade. I mentioned that before. You ready for Loco Doco? Yeah. Let's go ahead and pull him. All right, Loco Doco. Welcome to the source of your content, twitch.tv slash Travis Gafford. I wish you let me talk before because there was stuff I heard that also overlaps with you guys. And if I say it first and then you guys also say it later, then it's better instead of me. No, no, I believe, I believe you. Uh, I'm not saying that you... you... No, this is good if you can corroborate it. Right, it doesn't so, matter who goes first. So I promised someone, I promised a coworker that I will not leak anything this offseason. You have a coworker? Yeah. Who's your... Well, he, he got in trouble last year because of me, because people thought he was leaking to me. Wait, but where do you I... work? What? Oh, it's secret. You'll know in 2020. But okay, well, okay. let's add Loco Doco to the list of potential up for grabs. No, no team. I'm not working for team. I'm not working for team. I'm not working for team. So, okay. um, everything I heard is not from an official source. So okay. take it with a rumor, but I will double confirm or double like rumor drop on some of the stuff that you talked about. Okay. Okay. So regarding TSM, I heard the bio Kabe stuff too. I think Kabe is the most likely from what I heard. Yeah. But this one was really confusing for me because I know TSM has been hurting for jungle. So my big question is why not just take on the, so. This is how I understood it. They really like Smoothie. They really like Bjerg. So they're going to keep Bjerg and Smoothie. And then... Oh, you have you didn't hear Smoothie to C CLG. You've heard something different. No, no. I, I initially heard they're going to keep Bjerg and Smoothie. Yes, and I heard that it. too. That's how their roster building is going to start. That's what I heard. Yes. And then I heard the Zazel, um Sven deal, right? And then that being a package. And then that falling out. And then I'm like, okay, so they must have really wanted to keep Smoothie. So they didn't take on that deal and they were hurting for jungle. And then now that we're hearing the bio stuff, biofrost stuff, I'm like, what the fuck? Why didn't that initial first deal go through if you're willing to replace Smoothie and just take on the Zazel Sven? So that's where I started. I think because I would guess because the EG deal came through. Because the, the deal that I heard from EG was that EG was going to spend literally millions of dollars to secure those players. And I do not think TSM would be willing to do the same. Okay. And then the other thing is regarding coaches, right? Uh, I even, I heard they looked very, very internationally. So normally I have good connections in Korea and China. Right. And I heard they looked very internationally. So it, it went beyond NA and EU. No, no, no. EU is only a little internationally, and in your yeah, mind, yeah. Asia is very internationally. Yeah, I mean, Asia, normally, like, Asia Asia is where it's, like, it becomes uber international, right? When, like, NA and EU, we're basically the same country. We got a team in the finals. Yeah, yeah the West. <laughs> the Let's West. Go. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, exactly. Yeah. I just joined the show, by the way. So what were, like, some of the hottest stuff that you guys dropped? I can give my two cents on. So, I mean, we've been doing so you're, it for right, an hour, so. Yeah, your editor can just clip it right now for, for your videos. Um... <laughs> the it's amazing right how you can provide the original content and then i can 
upgrade it yeah, or sure, transform sure, it sure. and get more of the beef. Happy to help. <laughs> Thank you so much. Uh, well, golden glue uh, on GGS. Um, we have potentially lost in diamond going to dig. Hooney going mid. Or sorry, mm -hmm. lost in diamond going to immortals. Mm -hmm. uh, Hooney going mid. Have you heard the Hooney mid rumor? Hooney mid rumor. That's a rumor every year. I know. But supposedly this is the year. Um, so you're going to pay someone 2.3 mil guaranteed and then send them to a lane they haven't played professionally before. I, I'm i not saying it's a good idea if the rumor is true. I'm just saying. I mean, I, you know what? It's somewhat believable. If you're willing to pay Huni 2.3 mil guaranteed, then you prove how stupid you are. So. It's, it's his team. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Do whatever yeah. you want. I, it's actually, it, make, it makes sense. Yeah. The stupidity is there. Uh, <clears throat> uh, what else? Uh, oh, the uh, EG stuff. The the new rumor, Loco, is that the EG stuff fell through. Have you heard that yet? Ooh, I have actually not heard that. So it's it's on it's kind of on hold. So EG mm -hmm. is backing out supposedly of his of paying as much as they wanted to, mm -hmm. and so or they can't or something. I don't know. Okay. Oh, and let's go back to TSM for a sec. Okay. What is it? I heard jungle problems, and I heard like the initial like the two they were looking at and the initial like thought was x Smithy Dardock. And then I heard, what if it neither panned out? I'm not sure where they're Wait, You're saying TSM was looking at Dardock? Cause that's shocking to me if it's the case. Yeah. I just feel, okay. We, I, I don't want to spend too much time on, cause we have other people that want to call in and Mark needs to leave in maybe 15 or 20. So but, what's your uh, thoughts on TSM jungle? Like if you had to, if you had to like do a guess on who they actually end up with at the end. I actually have I no mean, fucking clue. Do you think Meteos is still out of the question, Loka? I just think it would be a terrible culture fit. You don't? I mean, Meteos has said he doesn't want to go to TSM. I mean, I, I generally agree with those thoughts, but at some point, you know, it just feels like a magnet. Oh, and amazing like... is up for grabs. Oh, amazing, yeah. Um, Wait, but I think, Mark, I think... Remember when we talked a long time ago on my show before regarding TSM Meteos? Yeah, and and why I and like we both know the reason why it wouldn't happen. I don't want to yeah. be. Yeah, I, yeah. That I, that reason still very much stands. Uh, maybe. I think uh, you know, times change. Maybe they need to, uh, you know, look at the culture and chill it out. Maybe Medios is a great guy for chilling out the. Um... <laughs> it's a very chill, extremely. Yeah, it would be maybe too chill. Did you hear anything about uh, C9? Some of the bot lane stuff for them? So the the big one you guys are talking one was like Zben, right? Yeah. Why would... Zben. Like, Zben. Zben with a Z. So yeah. for me, that one is so whack. Like some of the rumors I'm hearing is just so against like common sense. Zben hates it here in North America. And he's a name that could, and EU, it's not like EU doesn't have money anymore, right? Yeah, but what if so, they don't need Sven? What, what do you mean they don't need Sven? In Europe. Europe? I yeah. feel like Europe would welcome back Sven so much. Do you think Europe has particularly strong pull of ADs? And also another thing is like, Europe kind of views like doing bad in NA as like a, oh, just trolling. You were just there trolling. Right, Once right. you come yeah, back, yeah. it'll be good. Like they don't, they don't view it like, oh, you went to NA and did bad. It's like, no, don't worry. Everyone goes to NA and does bad. It's okay. Everyone yeah. has a fate. We can come back to our family. Yeah. So I don't think they'll hold it against him that much. I think the the AD pool in Europe has actually gotten a lot better though. Where Zven would get pushed out. 
uh, maybe not pushed out, but I don't think he would end up on a top team inherently. I think there's like different kinds of imports. Like there's a resident import, like someone that's trying to incorporate into North America and actually like be here long term. And then there's like mercenary imports like that are here, like that are here just for a short term that are on high paying contracts. Like they don't really like it here. They don't incorporate. They don't really develop a social life here. They hate the culture here. And if I had to guess, I feel like Sven would lean way more heavier towards a mercenary than a resident. So I'd be shocked to see him stay an additional year after like... I mean, I thought he was out of NA for sure. So I agree with you that it seems really unlikely. It's just I heard it from multiple people and multiple Mm -hmm. directions. And so that's the reason why... And again, like it does line up like on the C9 side, it makes sense. I feel like C9 likes taking talent that they might view as underrated. Um, Mm -hmm. And then like, as I mentioned, uh, I don't know if you were in the stream earlier, but Sven, Mm -hmm. uh, Sven Skarin... For instance, is the perfect example of that. So, wait, so Zben is like the underrated veteran that C9 tends to pick up on a budget and then they gave him a new home and then they give him like another chance to shine. How likely? Man, that feels so weird. Um, I want to get through all this stuff really quickly with you and then, and then start taking other colors, but, um, the do you have you heard anything about someday because this i originally i heard someday. he was potentially going to eg but then obviously like when the kumo stuff came through mm-hmm. well kumo and definitely aren't guaranteed to start on eg no interesting oh wait mark left what the hell um oh man yeah where did mark, all... go? Okay. mark i disappeared i'm okay. sorry i i started talking and said technically i i think that's actually makes some sense because you can sign another younger player so that way both of them are ch- hopefully a little cheaper and you know it's less of a concern i think for younger players mm-hmm. around the idea of splitting time where i think a lot of older players are really against that notion okay uh, another what did you guys hear regarding off season in general and like teams being like mm, what i well, how do i say towing the line towing the line you mean like not making changes no um Bending rules. Oh, like on poaching? Mm-hmm. I hadn't heard anything more specific. I just assumed that it was always kind of a... I haven't heard anything on bit. poaching. I have heard, like, like it is strange to me that so much of this stuff is happening when you apparently, like, you're not supposed to sign anybody until next week. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know, but I've not heard anyone is poaching. Okay, well... I didn't, I didn't hear poaching, but I heard teams are expressing interest in interesting ways. Interesting. And yeah, I think that's I mean, the Misfits owner sports, so. last night, like, tweeted out, hey, come work for me, Doin B, which is literally just blatant poaching. Uh, so I don't know what's going on there, but I haven't heard anything in North America. Uh-huh. Also, yeah, I heard this offseason has been, like, People are trying to call each other out on stuff. People are being yeah. like underhanded. I heard this off season's one of the dirtiest. Yeah, mm. I it definitely thinks it does definitely sounds like things are getting pretty vicious behind the scenes. Yeah. So, I I got a, a quick update that I received during the show. The from your source? <laughs> from from a source. Uh the the Reaper mm-hmm. unlikely leaving. Um and the military service may not be an issue because I think he got a green card. And I don't understand exactly how all these laws and oh, whatnot. I can, I can actually, what does it help you on that? He does have a green card. Right. So then he doesn't need to do military service if he's green carded. Is if you how- have a green card, you can delay until you're 37. 
And then okay, so after you're 37, you, you can cannot go to military. You're you're like they have an age limit, so you can delay until 37, and after 37, you're off. Yeah. Okay. So the the military service isn't a concern, and it's unlikely that he's or like that they they this probably isn't going to happen that he's, he's out or anything. Last uh, time but... I had dinner with Reaper was like sometime middle of summer, and in that dinner, like Reaper was very happy with C9, and he seemed very aligned with Jack, and he seemed like he seemed like he wanted to be there long term. That's good. The but, other yeah, thing my, I, to like be clear, months. my my most frequent sources have said he's not leaving. He's just maybe not head coach of the LCS team anymore. Wow, that would be crazy. Because I mean, I I perf I mean, I think Reaper is one of the best coaches in terms of like having respect from players and being able to actually like lead the team. If anything, they get like a draft coach, so it doesn't make Reaper's strength. Is as a head coach, not as well, like a draft. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Is it could be a promotion, as in like now he's more like director level kind of thing, where he's he's instituting bigger changes potentially. Mm -hmm. um, the other thing I, I just quickly heard was a possibility of Golden Glue to a hundred thieves, not just Golden Guardians. Interesting. So that would make a lot of sense in my opinion. Mm -hmm. um, I've just I'd only heard the Golden Guardians thing, but hundred T G uh, Golden Glue is also seeming like a good fit, and it fits within their like. And a younger talent. I mean, obviously, Golden Blue's been around hell? for a while, but ah, uh, that would be. I, I, I. Oh, Do you love that move? I mean, I love it only because I like Golden Glue and like fucking finally he's on a starting team. Mm -hmm. I, I hope the rest of Hundred Thieves is not this like we're North America talent, woohoo! And it's like a bunch of mediocre players around him. You know, I hope they have a bunch of good ones. Once you get stung by an NA mid. You're very unlikely to go back, and then you actually end up investing very heavily into import mids. I think we saw the same pattern with a lot of teams. They layer like, well, we're going to be different. We're going to try an NA mid. Like, Contra Deep suffered an entire year of what it means to have a weak mid laner. So I'd be shocked for them to be like, I'm not Oh, he's called Golden Glue a weak mid laner. Comparatively to the field, you don't think so? I don't know. I think some of them are not great. Wait, Mark, really? You're compared compared to the kind of imports that are out there, I think it's hard for Grayson to measure up. No offense to Grayson, love him. Yeah, but I also haven't heard like any crazy rumors about new mids coming over this offseason. Actually there's that's been a big drop for me. I have not heard too yeah. many rumors around imports in general. Mm. Like Kabe right, is, is like the the leading candidate there. Maybe you've heard some stuff, uh Loco, but I've only heard I've, like I've, a lot most there, of the domestic moves. There are teams reaching out to so a lot of times like now teams work with agency and there's korean imports um two so two uh, two two no i sorry sorry i was counting um i know of two mid lane names that were talked to by nalcs teams in korea two new ones two new ones that um have not been in na before so there's that mm. nice Let's go, Chovy. <laughs> oh, that's not going to be a thing, by the way. I think Griffin does get to keep their roster. When yeah, they said yeah. when they said re like build from the beginning, they mean like rebuild their culture, not rebuild their roster. Oh, because you saw that the thing that yeah the... yeah, yeah. yeah people okay. are tweeting at me about it. From what I know, it's rebuild their roster, not re or not rebuild not rebuild their roster, rebuild their culture, not their roster. They get right, to keep so... their roster. Yeah. So this guy, the director Cho or whatever guy, is out or something. 
uh, yeah, Cho is out. Um, Shark is still actual like acting CEO, and they're rebuilding their culture, not the roster. Okay. Damn it. Uh, is there anything else you want to throw our way, Loco, before we move on to some quick takes no. from some fans? Thank you so much for having the show. Thank you so much for someone coming out and saying the rumors. That's not the Skeletor guy. So I can make cool YouTube videos. On Why didn't this. you say the rumors? I, I, I don't like, I've gotten to a I point. I can't where, burn any more bridges. No, no. I, well, I can burn all the, I'm finally at a point where I'm surviving as a creator where I feel like I don't, I, well, I do care about the bridges. I don't want to purposely ban, burn them, but it hurts other people that I work with. So that's the only problem. Gotcha. Who are these secret other people you work with? I, I can tell Illum- you privately later. But, Esports yeah. Illuminati. Um, all right. We'll I'll take some calls. Hey, Loco, do you want to shout out your where people can see all your responses to all of our content? <laughs> YouTube.com slash LocoDoco, Twitter.com slash LocoDoco. I host the best esportcast or podcast. Two of the best esport podcasts, Face Check, the biggest English speaking podcast, and Listen Loco. So be sure to check it out. Hey Loco, I only have time for one. Which of the two would you recommend? Oh man, which which baby? I would recommend Listen Loco, but Face Check is also great. And remember, guys, I'm not crazy. I'm just Loco. Bye. My toes curled at that, dude. It's time for us to cleanse the palate a bit by talking about movement. Our second sponsor for the evening. They make some great stuff. I'm wearing a movement watch right now. MVMT.com slash Travis. Go check them out. Uh, I'm going to put their chat, their link in the chat. Um, it, if you're looking at the YouTube video, you can uh, you can go check them out. If you are in the Twi- Twitch chat right now, we got a lot of viewers. Uh, please do me a favor and uh, click the link um, and go check out some of their stuff. They've got some, uh, I think, I believe they've got some Black Friday stuff coming up. I don't want to speak out of turn but you know what it doesn't even matter because right now if you use that link mvmt.com slash travis you can save 15 percent on your order they make some uh they make some great stuff they make watches sunglasses they make uh, glasses that are specifically designed for computer use uh the ever scroll glasses uh that with a uh, filter so that if you're doing gaming for long periods of time you can help filter out that blue light based out of los angeles and uh, do some really cool stuff. So please, please uh, check them out. They've been sponsoring us for the last couple months. MVMT.com slash Travis. It's a huge help uh, to me whenever you guys do that. So thanks so much to MVMT for their sponsorship of the show. Mark. Okay. So I think we should, what we should do is we should, in my opinion, we should grab a bunch of people, but we should limit them to very short periods of time and just have them sort of share their take. Maybe you and I, talk you know if we disagree or we agree and then we move really quickly because i know that you're running out of time yeah let's uh let's do that some people you're in the waiting room right now check if you are and unmute if you are um uh so please unmute your asses by the way fion says fion said he wasn't able to get his stuff figured out so uh unfortunately fion can't come on the show right now okay bummer um, there's a ton of people who have subbed as Mark is grabbing the next, uh, person. I want to give a shout out to, uh, where were we? Sports CTC, Travis Clark, 1000, Team Corgi Mid, it's Kyler, I miss Infinite Crisis, great name by the way, Nanuko111, uh, I love you chat, Mr. Fanatic7, uh, John McBushanza, so many things, Jordan Flan, Chewy Jade, Batsby, Cool4J, uh, Cool4J, gift a sub. 
and uh, also I only play Mord. We're joined right now by Eclaim. Eclaim, we're going to move quickly through these calls because uh, Mark's got to go and we're over time. But where are you calling from? I'm calling from Lancaster, Ohio, about 30 minutes from Columbus, Ohio. Nice. Well, welcome to the show. Hey, give us your take. What do you think? you have a reaction to any of the news? Uh, my reaction, well, my first take was that Six would be the best move in the offseason. And then after your news, since I'm a 100 Thieves fan, um, it changed uh, to being the most influential. Uh, basically, my premise is that um, coaches don't get a lot of credit that I think they deserve. And then my main point was that I ran to CLG when they didn't make uh, playoffs. Uh, and then he came and they got third. And I feel like Zix helped improve TSM a lot. And I feel like he uh, got bashed by TSM fans towards the end of the season. But I feel like after what you said with 100 Thieves moving to more NA talent, I feel like he would be the most influential coach uh, in the new upcoming season. All right. That's so the most, it, the most influential move is what you're saying. Yes. Okay. Uh, my hot quick take and response is I disagree um, just because – I mean, I love Zix. I think he's a great coach, but he's not a miracle worker. And, uh, you know, TSM had their problems this year. 100 Thieves, we don't know exactly what their roster is going to be. If it is this all-NA team, uh, I'm worried about the, the amount of talent on it. And I'm not convinced that, you know, Zix is going to be able to make that team incredible. Maybe he can, maybe he can't. But, yeah, I, I, would, I would disagree. Yeah, I would... Really quickly, I've still I've still heard Bang might still be there, so it might be all in A and Bang, but like more younger rookie or talent. Right, you know that that general idea. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I I would say really hard to say how influential until we actually see the results, but because I think it'll either be a big success or a big flop. Right, if Hundred T doesn't make playoffs, for instance, and Zix is over there and they've not made any of these big bets and they continue to lose the steam that they built in their first season, that could be really bad. But if they're able to, I don't know, like if, if Zix can do something really cool, kind of like what C9 has done in the past where they take undervalued talent and, and bring them to Worlds, that would be huge. Eclaim, anything you want to say here at the end or a shout out? Uh, not really. Uh, thanks for getting me on. First time trying to get on. Uh, appreciate it. Uh, keep, doing, uh, keep doing good work. Yeah, thank you so much. Thanks. Wait, is it C-Claim or is it E-Claim? Uh, C-Claim, it don't really Damn matter. It. Your eyes My are just really boomer vision. All right, bye. bye. Uh, okay. ESN Josh, LSR13, Dwayne Schlepper. No time for shoutouts, Travis. Nizzle and Mr. T Nelson45. Quickscope420, where are you calling from? What's up, man? I'm calling from San Antonio, Texas, dude. By the way, the name is after Modern Warfare 2. I will destroy you in Quickscope. Great. <laughs> Happy to hear it. Okay, uh, we're moving quickly through these calls. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. What, what is your take? Go. So, listen, I, I'm the hugest C9 fan. I've been a C9 fan since like S3, you know, classic. Um, but I was having a heart attack that we were going to freaking lose Licorice. I was going to be like, this organization is a clown if they lose Licorice, okay? <laughs> but y'all confirming that Licorice is staying? Jeez, well, I was losing it. I was losing it. Um, as far as the AD carry rumors, um, Double lift was gonna was a possibility for C9, but I guess that's no. all kind of BS. That's people just saying stuff. Double Fake lift news, was right? not a possibility for C9, just to be okay. clear. Oh, Jesus Christ, the side fried rice. Yeah, I, I figured that was fake news. I didn't think he was gonna. Um, but I mean, as far as AD carries, I don't really. I mean, I, I don't know why they wouldn't go after. Cody. I think Cody Sun was absolutely killer this past season. But if they get Sven, I think I, 
Kingsman would be an okay pick. I I, I think he's a pretty good uh, player. I think that the TSM like uh, um like they how would I say this TSM like as a as an org like they kind of like yeah. ruin their junglers and I guess like they're super like machine or whatever Jack was yeah. saying. Yeah, that's exactly what Jack said. Yeah, yeah Jack, Jack's the man, by the way. You know, Sinan's bomb. But um, yeah, TSM has a real jungle problem. Um, Dardock would have been a cool thing for them uh, to get, but other than that, man, just super stoked to hear, hear that Licorice is staying on C9. Uh, I feel kind of bad about Sneaky. I, I figured he was going to retire sometime soon, but I think the ro- roster needs to to you know kind of blow up, and you know there needs to be some fresh faces over there. Um, you're ex- you're a C9 things. fan excited for the C9 change, the rumored C9 changes. I, I'm excited for the changes. I'm, but I'm most excited about us keeping Licorice. I think Licorice has been like the most consistent player across the board for that team since he's been on it. Um, I think he's arguably you know number one top in the league by the way too in NA. Getting rid of Licorice would have been the biggest mistake that this org would have made. Like in okay. the past. Okay. Mark, quick take. Uh, no response. That's, I, those are his feelings. I don't know what you want me to say. You're I agree. Wrong. I agree. It's good that they're keeping Licorice. Um, you, don't think I, it's the, you don't think he's the, one of the best top players in the league? Like, when did I say that? I just said, like, I don't know. This is, you're just like, I'm happy. And I'm like, okay. I'm, I'm happy with you, Quickscope. All right. Mark, <laughs> might, Mark might hate everything you're saying. He might be trying to tear into you. He might be trying to dismiss you, but I'm on board with your opinion. You're like, you're like, I'm happy Sven's, I'm, I'm like, I'm down to see Sven. I'm happy about changes, but I'm most happy Licorice is staying. Quick scope. Yeah. Exactly. Anything you want to say as we move on to the next caller? Mark, you can, you can hate on me. You can destroy me with uh, your opinion, superior person and analyzing League of Legends than me, but I will destroy you, Modern Warfare 2. And if you want a quick scope, let's do it, okay? Thanks, quick scope. Have a good one. <laughs> yeah. All right, on we go on the very ground of callers. Uh, Nikki Kaz, uh, uh, we're still muted in the waiting room. Unmute your dumb asses, Nikki Kaz. We're due 25. We're due. Thank you for gifting us up to Smoothie and Loco Doco Chip Wheel. Thank you. Tail is Panda Anonymous. Thank you for the gift sub to Faker. We're dude. Uh, thank you for the sub to Immortals. Riv, thank you for the ten dollars. Dopest is here. Dopest, you've been on the show before, I believe. Where are you calling from? Uh, Boise, Idaho. What What's your take? Your reaction to all this stuff? Oh, uh, I just wanted to briefly talk about uh, TSM and how I'm actually really excited about the rumors of the OG squad getting back together uh, for TSM. And well, there's one I that's think, definitely not. I mean, yeah, one definitely <laughs> not. But you know, the uh, no, I'm not gonna say important members. That's flame, but I mean. The boys, the boys are back. Maybe I don't know, uh, but I'm really excited about it. Uh, I think that um, one thing that uh, has drawn a lot of people, including me, to like G2 a lot and watching them is how good of like friends and high amount of synergy they seem to have as a squad. And I think that's something that TSM kind of lacked, at least personally, from watching uh, their content and being a big fan for a long time that the older roster we've had this last year didn't seem to really have as much. So um, I think it'd be super cool to have Bifrost, uh, maybe Zven or Amazing back in the jungle. I was really hyped that there was rumors that Licorice would come to TSM, but that's not happening. Then BB, maybe even Haunts are getting back, I'd be fine with. So I just thought, I just super excited to hear about that. Nice. Uh, also, 
We should be clear here that the most recent rumors don't have Sven at TSM. They just have him at EG and then that EG deal falling through, which opens up the potential for him to go there. For sure. So we only really know, or the the only strong rumor right now around any of that would be Biofrost going there. But there's a chance. It sounds like you'd be really happy if Sven went. A man can dream. Sven is my boy. He's my actual lad. I was so sad when he left. Yeah, I'm just... I guess I'm a little bit more pessimistic if if Sven goes back there just because it's not like, you know, just because he was a certain way on C9 doesn't mean he's going to be the same way on TSM, obviously, because he wasn't the way he was on C9, like he was on TSM before. Uh, as well as without double lift, I'm not as like hyphy on the roster. I think the Broken Blade Haunter thing, probably relatively equivalent. Um, maybe Haunter is a little bit better in his prime than we've seen consistently out of Broken Blade, but we've seen the same peaks. Um, I think. The not having double lift as an extra threat does make me a lot less excited than the 2016-2017 version of TSM. For sure. I think, um, I think I'm also a little bit nervous, uh, like you mentioned, uh, when it comes to Zven and what form, if he did come, that would be. Like, I'm optimistic about it, but the more and more I think about it, I think Amazing might be a better fit for what people have talked about is a problem with TSM is uh, a jungler that asserts his voice and communicates with Bjergsen even if that might be kind of hard when he has part ownership depending on what that looks like um, but I mean maybe Bauerfoss could fix that because he seemed to be a pretty big shot calling voice in CLG and that worked out pretty well for them they still got third so if uh, if Biofrost comes over with a strong voice as well then it could work out well uh, I prefer to be optimistic about it Dopest, thank you so much for your call. Anything you want to say before we move on to our last caller? Uh, uh, no, not much. Just have a good night, guys. Yeah, have a good one. Later. On to our final caller, Mark's Graham right now. Uh, let's see. Nice. Or Nick Cappy, thank you for the prime. Weird Dude 25, thank you for the gifted sub to Cody's son and to DeMonte. What? Hook? Hoke? You've been on the show Hulk. before. I forget how to pronounce your name. Hoke. It's been like a year and a half since I've been on the show. <laughs> okay. Well, remind me where you're calling from. I am from Salt Lake City, Utah. Salt Lake City, Utah. What do you want to talk about on the show? I just want to talk about how I'm like really happy for once NA's. There's not many rumors about NA um, importing many players. And that I hope it's a good thing that we're now growing the talent around here. So the interesting thing is... Uh, I think River from the wiki land tweeted out that we had already used 16 of our 20 import slots. Now, some of those potentially open back up, like let's say Sven goes back to Europe or something, but and maybe one or two become residents. But it's actually interesting because assuming we keep most of those, we actually don't have that many people that we can bring over from a slot perspective. So um, I think this this I think we will see, as Loco alluded to, some imports, but it does feel as though this is going to be like a less of a bring everyone over from Europe type of year. Yeah, I really hope that we're like that, and we can finally develop more talent and just bicker among ourselves here. Yeah, I uh, I hope that more talent comes over from other regions. I disagree. Um, not that I want more old talent from other regions, but I want us to start properly scouting their regions. Um, Doyenby, Gimgoon, and 
the shy were not very well-known players when they made their way over to China. They, they had maybe started some games uh, in Korea, but they were not, you know, household names when they were, were brought over. Uh, and that's what I want people to start doing and using Academy to do that. Um, so I hope we, we hear more, but more like low-key ones, not like, hey, I heard some people in chat talking about Tucson coming over and like, Tucson's a good player, don't get me wrong, but I don't, I don't get like hyped. Like this guy is the savior. I would be more excited about some random nobody who's ranked 12 on the Korean solo queue ladder than I would about Tucson. Yeah, like how we had with Broken Blade and such. So, yeah, and even hopefully, those guys have, have played a fair amount. Yeah, hey, thanks so much for your call. So. Is there anything you want to shout out here at the end? Not really. Just that I'm somehow doing this at work right now and getting away with it. So, thanks. <laughs> have a good one. Thank you. Yeah. Mark, final words? Um,. Not really. There was one caller I tried to pull who just said, based off all the rumors, doesn't think anyone's going to be able to over to overtake uh, TL this year, which I pretty much agree with. Uh, so, you know, that's maybe a bit of a downer on the whole thing is that, like, none of these moves actually get me that excited where I'm like, this team could be dope. Let's say TSM got Sven. Okay. And... Kabe, who somebody told me today, Europe considered to be potentially even better than Reckless in the AD position, maybe their second best. And Bio, who had some pretty good moments at CLG and looked good at TSM. You don't think that that could rival at all TL or be a threat? Sure. I mean, I wouldn't write them off completely, but I don't know. Well, all those guys have played together before. Maybe they can do it. Maybe they can contest it, but yeah. I mean, we, like the Sven thing isn't even that likely right now, right? So I don't know. Maybe, maybe that's the one if it happens, but we have to see. Yep. All right. I will be hanging out on stream afterwards to talk more about this stuff. Mark has to take off, but that's the official show. Thanks everyone for watching. Thank you to Alienware and Movement. Uh, shout out to Loco Doco who will be using all of this content in his content. Uh, and I love you all. Go follow me on Instagram, which I'm going to put in chat right now. I'm trying to grow that shit. I put some fire posts on my Instagram story. I ate breakfast with him and that ended up on there. It's true. So and I use it in my own Instagram post. Go to my, uh, and then if you're watching the VOD, go look at it there. This has been Hotline League episode. Oh, next week is episode 100. We're going to try. I'm try I, if you would like to see Double Lift on the show next week, tweet at him. We're trying to get the band back together. Kelby, Travis, and then I'm an awkward fourth wheel. Yes. That's the show. And then, and then Nick Allen will be on there and Hunter. And everyone and who's ever appeared in Travis's content. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Ovely. Emily and Kelsey. Yeah. That's, no, that's not true. But uh, it would, yeah, the mega show. It'd be like that Trainwrecks podcast where they just have like 20 different webcam windows all on there. Yeah, that sounds fun. Yeah. Okay, well. <laughs>